0: Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll free 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. It's one 450 3733 And here tonight it's Ian and Julia and Mark. All right. So once again, 855-450-3733. You can bring up anything. That's the point of the program. And that's why we call it Free Talk Live. Hey, you know, it sure is great that we've got the government out there taking care of the roads and the electrical grid And that the government is in charge of all these important services because if it weren't for the government, then we wouldn't have running water and we wouldn't have power. And, oh, wait, did I hear that the uh, federal, like, D.C. area is pretty much without power today?
1: No, I didn't know that.
0: I didn't either. Yeah, there was. uh, I figured it was coming, though. Some major storms there, I guess, throughout the weekend. Uh, Somebody called it a land hurricane. Here's a story from WashingtonPost.com. Uh, with much of Montgomery County still without power as of this morning and 911 problems adding to the chaos across Northern Virginia on Sunday, local officials vowed to press utilities to restore service more quickly. See, it's all the utility companies' fault that uh, these things are happening. Uh, according to the uh, Montgomery County executive, Isaiah Levitt, he said, I will not accept the timetable of July the 6th. That's, you know good half a week away as far as restoring power. Sure is. They're saying that uh, these are what the headlines are, you know, without power for days. And, of course, it's, you know, the middle of the summer. Uh, people will possibly die of heat ex- exhaustion as opposed to freezing to death. So there's never really a great time to have a power outage for, for several days, especially with the 100-plus temperatures uh, that are going on down in the, the southeast over the last few days. So, uh, so he's not going to accept it. Having our citizens go seven days without utilities, in my opinion, is not the kind of service we should expect. Really? Well, why not? Why shouldn't you expect that level of service? It's not like you allowed any kind of competition in the area of power uh, providing.
1: Right. How do you get better products and services? You don't get it by standing on the sideline and, and filibustering. You don't uh, you know, get it by yelling and screaming. You get it through competition. You get it by having the ability to take your service from one location to another.
0: Take your dollars from one business to another business or start your own business. Maybe you're sick of the uh, competitors in the marketplace and you think you could do a better job or you and a group of investors think you can do a better job. Then you can jump in or should be able to, in theory, if we had anything resembling an open free market, you should be able to jump in and provide water service, power service, cable, You know all these things that – we figure, oh, it's always going to be there for us. Well, look, you've got one natural disaster. It wipes out uh, an entire area, essentially, due to whatever. You know, I don't know which line is crushed where or what, uh, what has been broken so- somewhere, but something's broke, and it's going to take them a while to fix it. And that's because they've only got one provider, and that's what, that's, that's what happens when you have a monopoly. So uh, I don't know if your phones are working down there. Sometimes the phone company has a separate uh, power grid, but if you'd like to check in with us and let us know what's going on on the the ground there, uh, the number is 855-450-FREE. With recovery from Friday night storm stretching into the week ahead, school officials have announced schools will be closed on Monday for summer sessions and other events, and the uh, district of government will be open on Monday, they say, as of today. Uh, dozens of city traffic signals remain without power, so apparently the drive to work this morning in the D.C. area was kind of difficult.
1: Yeah, I'll bet it was. When, it's, um, you, know, when you don't have flooding and the, the lights are out, it can be really difficult to you know, just sort of get through there. If things went fine in Sarasota, Florida when they'd go out uh, during hurricanes and that kind of thing, but usually people wouldn't be on the road. They'd get them up relatively quickly and you know, maybe one or two days.
2: I wonder out. if those people are going to be working this Wednesday because it's a power holiday company people yeah it's a holiday <laughs> and my entire office is shut down and everybody i know who works any sort of union. normal job Shut down, and I'm sure power companies fall into that category.
1: Well, I, I, you know, I, I work from home and making telephone calls for Free Talk Live, trying to get advertisers on board. And I decided I'm just not going to make any uh, outbound, you know, any any prospecting telephone calls this week. There's no point. It just doesn't seem like it's worth
0: doing. Well, that. actually was doing pretty well on the phones to radio stations. Really, today. that's great. But um, it's you know,
2: not. It's not 4th of July like I have Wednesday off, which right. actually sucks. I'd rather have Friday or Monday off.
1: Sure, I'm just my concern is is the business decision makers will say to themselves, "Wow, Wednesday's a terrible day to take off. Maybe I'll just take off Monday, Tuesday, Thursday and Friday and then a I'll lot, just make a week of it."
2: A lot of people I know took the whole week off.
1: Right. Like all of
2: our bosses
0: basically. So,
1: that, so the problem with that is that however my wife thinks that that means that I'm available to uh, you know, do, do all kinds of yard work, so that's what I ended up doing.
0: 855-450-FREE, the uh, SACL CAI toll-free line. So, again, lots of uh, places in the Washington area completely out. As of this morning, it was about half a million uh, businesses and households that were completely out of service. Uh, That's down a little bit. Apparently, there were 1.5 million without power. And, uh, you know, this this is just, I hope... I hope a heads up for some people. I, I just thought it was important to point out because people think about the government when they think of these services. They, they think of government when it comes to water service, and government is why they have uh, power service the way they do Or they blame the power company, in which case you really it's not fair. I mean, yeah, the power company probably did lobby for that particular uh, position of. It's, uh, It's fair to
1: blame the power company, but you really, when it all comes down to it, you know, I don't even know who you blame. Is it the government you blame? Is it the is it all of us that you blame? I mean, do we we have the power companies we deserve currently? The fact is, is if people understood, if people had some kind of grasp on economics, they would understand that you need competition in the marketplace in order to have better services and innovation. So, therefore, the fact that people spend no time lobbying their governments, whether it's state or municipal or county or whatever government you would have to lobby in this case – The fact that they spend no time doing this, well, you know, what do you expect to get?
2: I think that uh, government roads, like this is a sort of a silly libertarian joke or whatever, because that's one of the first things people think of when you talk about getting rid of government and replacing it with the market alternatives. They always say, well, what about the roads? I think that the roads are the first thing that need to go. I Mm. hate government roads. Right now in New Hampshire, it's construction season, and I can't drive for 10 minutes anywhere in this city without getting stopped somewhere because they have to repair the same spots every single
0: year. Well, don't you think that the private companies would have to repair their roads too?
2: Well, I think that there could potentially be innovation in the way that roads are made and roads have been being made, and I know nothing about road production, but they've been being done the same way for a long time. And to just say that there's no improvements that could ever be made, I don't believe it and you know, I understand that maybe those kind of roads could cost more money, but they spend a fortune re-repairing the roads every year. Well, so. Right.
0: Companies are certainly more than uh, willing, usually, to invest in good capital assets where it's going to last them a long time. Because if, if it's about moving traffic and, you know, the traffic seeing advertising, perhaps the company's making money by selling advertising on the road, or maybe they're just getting tolls or whatever, if it's about moving traffic, you don't want to hold it up. Well, and so why wouldn't you want to have a 20-year road? Why wouldn't you want to have something that's there is- is last. a
2: guy in town um, somewhere up in the hills here in kind of a rich neighborhood who has a heated driveway. Oh, and, it's not un- that uncommon. Right. It's So my point is, I don't know how cheap this would be to do like an entire road like that, but... I mean, it would have to pay for itself eventually because these eventually,
1: roads... Eventually. I I really... I've got a question. Uh, these the, roads,
2: the, the though, every year with the potholes and stuff, I mean, it's the sure. same places. It just gets worse and worse and worse. And I'm not saying... I, Like I said, I don't know anything about roads, so I'm not saying that that is the solution. But to just say... You know, every we have no solution. It's just the well, same thing every year. It's the retarded.
1: Prob- the problem with government roads really comes down to eminent domain. This uh, this is a constitutional issue. Uh, governments have been granted this this uh, this power to take property from people if it is for the public use and it's deemed to be important enough. And mostly, I would think that you could start a competing road service. You'd have to spend a lot of money to do it. There'd be a lot of startup costs. But government is able to go to to take people's property to do it if they want. And they don't have to get the venture capital that it takes. There are private roads, certainly in places like California, where you can point to and say that these things have been quite successful – I don't think there are enough of them to really drive innovation, though.
0: 855 free That's the SACL CAI toll. Freeline, you can talk about government's disaster response. You know, we didn't even talk about the the fact that Colorado has been on fire for several days. I don't think we've discussed that at all on Free Talk Live, unless you guys covered it on Sunday night. Nope. Uh, so there's that, too. 855-450-FREE. Shutting down neighborhoods, keeping people out of their homes. Uh, You can take control here and bring up whatever's on your mind. You can share your experiences with Disaster Response in moments 855 450
1: If you want
3: to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who is really great. It's the Porcupine Realtor. Do you want a home with 20 acres, a lakeside cabin, any takers for renters, buyers, and sellers too? Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealtor.com
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll free. 855 free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features That'll wait you there, Uh, features including news updates. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com. You can get signed up, follow us via email, Twitter, Facebook, whatever your preference, news.freetalklive.com.
1: You can join more than a million people who've uh, trusted LegalZoom.com for their common legal documents. Uh, You've always got to have certain legal documents. For me, one thing I had to have was a will, and I didn't have one, so I decided— well, you know, I could just go do LegalZoom.com. It was fast. It was easy. They asked me a few questions and the, they, they spit out a will. Um, you can do it for living trusts, registering a trademark, incorporate, incorporating your business, whatever you need to do. Um, it's LegalZoom.com. When you do uh, go over there and buy LegalZoom.com, use coupon code FTL. Save $10. It's LegalZoom.com, coupon code FTL.
0: Now, apparently, we were talking earlier about the weather situation that has resulted in over half a about half a million people as of now. It was one point five million people earlier this week? Like uh, I think the storms hit on Friday earlier this weekend. Uh, that uh, we're just talking about the Northern Virginia, Washington D.C. area, but according to the AP actually millions across the mid-Atlantic region that have been basically sweltering. It's been pretty hot, like over 100 degrees in a lot of places. Uh, Even though we're up here in uh, New Hampshire and used to be from Florida, the temperatures in Florida are actually lower than they are in the mid-Atlantic region.
1: You think that's the government's fault, too?
0: no okay why ahead. would I think that's the government's fault? I'm just this wondering at this point we're talking show? about
1: it you're talking about the uh the the fires in Colorado the uh the power being out in Virginia I think power can go out in any of these situations and it you know anywhere
0: this is not a conspiracy show so I don't know you know we're not gonna put forth that idea i'm sure there are some radio programs out there saying that the government's behind all this uh but yeah natural disasters happen and it's made worse the the matters of a natural disaster are made worse by government being involved in trying to make things better and i understand that now and then they probably do help somebody but if you go back you look at the, the fema response during hurricane katrina because that was very well documented you look at all the things that they did to actually stop people from responding to help their neighbors to actually stop trucks full of ice and water from uh, Walmart and other grocers to come into the area stopping them from coming in sure. and turning them around and saying, turning
1: around uh, doctors who came to help people That's right. to 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 help sick people because
0: they hadn't jumped through whatever bureaucratic right. hurdles and hoops that the government had had put up so and and remember the one with the guy uh, who was trying to like Get a bus to go and pick people up from their flooded-out neighborhoods? Nope, you can't come out here, buddy. You, you can't be coming out. Well, he did it anyway. And they, they were stopping people. So, no, please don't expect the government's going to save you, that the government's going to take care of you in any of these instances. If anything, their actions or lack thereof are going to put you in greater danger. But the point being here, there are three million people apparently this story uh filed well it's a little bit old. it was filed yesterday, but it's still at the top of drudge uh right now but to just give you a, a larger picture, it's not just the uh the washington d c area according to this uh at least thirteen people have been killed as a result of uh, probably the temperatures, but there's been some uh, some high winds down trees that have resulted in three million people uh without power during the heat wave. jeez, yeah. So, you know, and, I mean, it's, and they're talking about days to, individually.
1: To these are tragedies for whatever family this happens for. It's you know, three million. It it's an incredible number to talk about on the news. But if it's just your block, you're still out of power. If anybody's been out of power for any significant amount of time, they know that this stinks. It's it's, it's a terrible way to live, and. If it's a bunch of people in a given area, it's it's less likely you'll be able to head over to mom's house and or uh, the right. you know the, the the relative's problem. house because they've got the same problem.
2: I was out of power with three weeks and then two Gosh. weeks in Florida on the East Coast. We got two hurricanes. The only real hurricane I ever went through where we actually had some damage. And the first time was three weeks and then we got it back for like a week or two and then we lost it again for wow. two weeks in August. Mm. And it was brutal. Brutal.
1: It's brutal. And sure.
2: we couldn't go to work because they do the curfew thing, you know, and I worked at a restaurant that was open for dinner.
0: They do the curfew thing, what, for young people?
2: No, they had a citywide curfew.
0: Just because of the Because they didn't loo- want emergency?
2: looting. Yeah, they didn't want looting, wow. so they had guys with guns, like Army, National Guard guys. That's
0: crazy. Yep,
2: so yeah. we, I couldn't go to work, couldn't you don't do wanna, anything.
1: You don't want to tease those dudes.
2: No, it was actually creepy.
1: Because you're not used to,
2: like a regular person is not used to seeing that kind of thing, and they just were on the corners, you know, holding the gun. Yep. It's creepy. That's
0: horrifying. I didn't realize you went through that part. I knew you had a power outage, but I didn't recall that part of the story. Yep. Uh, So you're welcome to tell your stories of uh, encounters you've had with disaster response. You know, how has it been that these government bureaucrats who are purported to be out there to help you are actually making things more difficult? I know that Dave Ridley is actually out right now from RidleyReport.com. He has been in Colorado. I think he's on a, a vacation. But, of course, Dave Ridley's never on vacation because he's Dave Ridley. And everywhere he goes, he's always got his video camera with him. And if he sees a story, uh, he's, gonna, he's going to do something about it. In the, this case, uh, he's been shooting some of these news conferences, uh, which has kind of been interesting. Like They've got these bureaucrats will come out, stand behind some sort of a podium, and they'll address the news media about, this is the update on the emergency services. You know how they do that stuff. Well, now Dave Ridley from RidleyReport.com is one of the reporters that's, uh, that's standing there. And he's actually been able to ask questions of these government bureaucrats. And some of them are kind kind of catching them off guard, uh, shall we say. So it's made for some interesting video, <laughs> which you can see over at RidleyReport.com. But the allegations have been that you know these bureaucrats are keeping people out of their neighborhoods. In fact, there's one – because, like, maybe you want to go and get some stuff out of your house. Yeah. Uh, they're trying to keep people out. The claim is, well, it's because of looters or because, of you know, neighborhoods in danger, one or the other. Well, they've actually got men and women in camouflage. Were they wearing the – Yes. They, okay. So men and women in camouflage that are, like, literally blocking off streets and just standing guard there. So it's kind of what you were describing. But interestingly, he asks this bureaucrat, you know, who they're with. What's their organization? It's the Department of Corrections, which mm. I didn't expect to happen. I figured, you know, National Guard or something like that. No, it's the guys who normally are running the jail, the Department of Corrections, corrections officers, standing there in fatigues, blocking people from going into their neighborhoods. Weird. Yeah, that is weird. I figure it's just they need the staffing. I mean, that's probably yeah, that's, what it that's is. That's my guess. But it's it's creepy. You yeah. Know, even if... It's just even more creepy like that because it's not the National Guard. It's not who you well, expect maybe it to be.
2: Mine wasn't the National Guard either. That's just who I assumed it was. Yeah, I mean, it was just exactly like you described—guys with guns and fatigues. But where,
1: where do they get the fatigues for the uh, was, for the corrections officers? That's I mean, what
0: makes it creepy.
1: I guess it's it does. Weird. Yeah, where, where where are they getting these fatigues from? I mean, they probably, for, corrections officers don't generally work in fatigues.
0: Well, right, it's so it's one of two things. Either they've got a whole bunch of fatigues for these occasions in a, some city locker somewhere and they've just kind of passed them out, or corrections actually has a set of fatigues for themselves. Well, what's
2: creepy or it's about a it federal is thing. why do they need to wear the fatigues? I mean, the the only reason is to scare it's people. It's authoritarian. Right.
0: Well, yeah.
1: Well, fatigues uh, are a great way to transmit the underlying message, which is, do what we say or we'll shoot you. And I really wonder what would happen if you said to one of these people that was on one of these side streets, uh, you know, hey, I'm going to walk. Okay, so you own the road. I'm going to walk across my neighbor's grass here and I'm
0: going to my house. They they told Dave Ridley, because Dave asked about that, and they told Dave Ridley, the Department of Corrections people, told him that they would call the police. They didn't have the authority to, uh, the authority, they didn't have uh, the ability to arrest him, but they would call the police, and then the police would decide. It was one of those kind of threats. We don't know what will happen when the police show up. It's Free Talk Live. <laughs>
4: It's not easy for an unknown person to get noticed in this busy world. Hello, I'm Brad Ryder. I'm a songwriter and I have a couple of albums, one with a country sound and one that's Christian inspired. I'd like to invite you to visit my Facebook page, facebook.com slash downbearmusic. If you like what you hear, tell your friends. My name's Brad Ryder and my music is at facebook.com slash downbearmusic. And thanks for noticing.
0: This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features we give to you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. Listening options are available to you. You can get tuned in via broadband, mid-band, or narrowband streams. Available around the clock. The latest episode of Free Talk Live is on our streams over at Listen. Dot freetalklive.com. You can also get a list of our over one hundred great radio stations that air the show throughout the week at various different times. Our satellite listening choices, including XM Satellite Radio, we have two channels up there where you'll hear the show every single night of the week. In addition, there's our free to air KU band channel where you can hear us, the webcam and listen lines. Listen lines alight a call from any phone that can dial long distance. Plenty of ways to get Free Talk Live to your ears. Go to uh, listen.freetalklive.com dot com to learn more. Phone lines are brought to
1: you by SACL CAI, the principal over there at uh, SACL CAI. Jason Osborne would like to remind you to share an episode of Free Talk Live once a week, your favorite one. You know, just put it on your Facebook or Twitter feed, whatever makes you happy. It's a great way to, you know, other folks will see it and spread these ideas. It's, uh, and Sacle CAI is a company that handles accounts receivable. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page.
0: You know, I wonder what it would look like that it being the marketplace if we actually had a open market or a free market or even a freer market in uh, power providing. Because right now there are millions of people in America apparently. A lot of people worry
1: that there would be more uh, power lines running along the road. Um, I think that this is something different. The you know generating of power is something different than the delivery of power. Oftentimes, I mean, you know, there's one pole. Who owns that pole? Is it the power company that owns it? Is In it the telephone cases. company that owns it? Because yeah. there's, is the, the cable company that owns it? There are lots of different, uh, you know, people on that uh, different companies on that pole. That's true. There's sometimes more than one cable company. Sometimes more than one telephone company. You know, take a look up there. There's not just one wire lo- running along that thing.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, once you've got one wire, what's another five? Because <laughs> <laughs> really, all I mean, cutting through the same area of view, right? Like, so when I'm at uh, Rogers Campground. I would prefer that there not be any kind of wires running from uh, pole to pole. They're, they're obscuring my view of the uh, beautiful mountains. But I also like having power, so I'm, I'm willing to make the compromise. But also, maybe those uh, wires could be run underground. Maybe they don't have to be strung from pole to pole. Maybe that's just a really old, outdated way of transferring uh, data, information, and power. Maybe we could have something better.
1: Well, there's been um, you know, innovations in the area of uh, generating power. You know, solar panels are getting better every year. Sure. Um, you know, when you consider a lot of the environmental laws have made it so that you can't generate power on your own property with water. And this is a very efficient way to do so. Um,
0: environmental laws prevent you from using water? Yes. As a power source? Sure. Wow. What's the reason for that?
1: Well, because things live in water. You know, it's a <laughs> wetland. <laughs> you know? I mean, at, on my property... So- for I,
0: generations people have been using water to generate power but now in some places it's prohibited.
1: I would say that in the large uh, the large majority of places it's prohibited. When I was mm. building my property one of the main reasons they wanted this $5000 piece of paper they called a site plan that had to be generated by some company and I you know I'm going to assume that it wasn't entirely a make-work uh, program to uh, hand hand their friends in the uh, you know architecture field or whatever a uh, you know a little $5000 spiff. Uh, that i had to be 50, at least 50 feet i believe from a from all wetlands and water sources hmm. so you know if there's it, in this case and on my property it's a it's a i believe what they call a creek which means that it dries at certain times yeah. of the year it's just certain times of the year this is where the water runs off of the mountain
0: 855 450 free
2: you have a creek on your property
1: Yes. That right. sounds lovely. Well, now it looks like a place full of rocks, like a, a little gully full of rocks. It's all dried up?
0: Yeah, right now. Uh, so, so what would things look like? And it's kind of, it's interesting to think about because as you were saying earlier, Julio, we aren't, you know, power experts. We're not people that, you know, do this stuff for a living. So we probably don't have any real clue of what the innovations could be in the well, absence of the government- forcing essentially in most places a monopoly on people we could actually have competition and not only how it's delivered but uh can you imagine maybe a power company actually giving you a guarantee i mean they do that in the internet world like with internet service providers for instance with uh uh, like hosting companies they give you a 99.9 percent some even claim 100 percent uptime guarantee and that means that they've got you know backup Processors and or or backup uh, power providing units for their their server farm. Yep. They and know
1: you need the they know you need the service and they're gonna you know stand behind it.
0: Right. I mean, how many businesses would like to have that kind of a critical uh, quality of service guarantee from a power company? How great would that be?
2: Well, I I don't remember where it was. I want to say Hawaii for some reason, but there was a story a while ago about. Um, some sort of park or something that had been closed for a really long time because the state said that they didn't have the money. To fix it, or the time, or whatever, and eventually some of the citizens got really tired of waiting, and they went in and fixed it themselves in like three days. And I wish I could remember the numbers, but it was a f- small fraction of the cost. Was of- that a
0: one about the bridge or a park? Because I remember a story like that about a bridge that uh, folks wanted built, and they just went ahead and did it.
2: Well, I think this is a different story. I yeah. was at—I swear it was a park, but I could be wrong. Hmm. But either way, um, I just—I can't believe that. All of these services couldn't be done cheaper, that yeah. and they couldn't be done faster, for example, um, like with the power company taking forever to right. get the, mean, power the power back up.
0: If the power company knows they've got competition in the area, then they're going to be double quick with uh, getting things repaired, because they're going to want their customers to stay with their service. Whereas right now, in D.C., these guys are being told, yeah, yeah we'll get to you when we get to you. Maybe next week. Enjoy the heat. It's just, it's bad. At least and it's not really cold. it could be really so much cold. It's true, but people die of heat stroke as well and heat exhaustion. Yeah. I, I don't know that there's
1: okay when it comes like to old people. When it comes to power generation, I'm trying to imagine what it would be like, and I'm not coming up with anything. Now, well, competition what would be
0: like an open market, an
1: open market in power delivery. Well, how about if those- the telephone line goes down and there's three different power providers using the telephone line? It doesn't matter because the telephone pole went down. Do you
0: get it? Well, right. So there would be maybe so different ways to deliver. The only
1: the... different ways, okay? You giant have a giant ass battery bank, and somebody could what come about out
0: underground. I mean, what about underground cables? You what can... about regional or neighborhood uh, power well, generating facilities.
1: You can, but there's probably uh, okay regional uh, and, and you know regional power generation is interesting. I don't think it's gotten there yet. And the problem is, is that we don't have a free market, so we don't have these opportunities for well, people to saying. try things. So, but what I'm, I'm I'm trying to give you a picture here, okay? I mean, I've spent a little time with this one, and I know something about telephone delivery, and yeah, you could have different companies using the same telephone lines to deliver you telephone service. The same lines. You don't need those things, but really what you need is more organic power generation. It can't come any longer from some big place out far, far away. Right. This gr- well, the grid we'd see—is what fails. Right? I think that you need you need to generate it on your. If you want, you know, if you want to have control of your power, you need to generate it on a lo- on a uh, you know right. And on your own property, ideally, and the that regional would be the best ones way. would be very interesting. I don't know where you know, like the infrastructure doesn't uh, doesn't really feed into this. Currently, people are used to paying you know, a hundred, two hundred bucks for power per month, and. If you offer them the opportunity to save a little money down the road, you know, it, it doesn't offset it in, inside of a year or two. They're, they're not as likely to jump on board.
0: Well, we don't know what the innovations are, would be that people would we come We know that with.
1: there's innovations in solar, um, in solar hot water heating and that, that this is the single largest use of electricity in your home. And that is you can save heat? a lot of money by switching over to so, solar hot water. Hot water and is the, the largest tellin- as opposed tellin- to AC? Yes, yes. Wow. Well, it depends on where you are. But yeah, hot water. And you don 't see people just beating a beating a path to the solar company 's doors to handle solar hot water, do you
0: what do you, what do you mean people don 't
1: care they 're going to take what 's delivered to them
0: right that 's it I get, I get what you 're saying but i mean if if somebody can come and offer them better service then they 're going to look at it right I mean if you Maybe. come to my business and say hey we 've got this uh, power set up that uh, could give you one hundred percent uptime, then I am going to want to go with that option if it 's within a reasonable price range if it comes the, if the it comes provider.
1: into your purview that much is it's well it's right these guys possible. would have to
0: make a sale right i mean if they're going to be a new player in a marketplace they're going to have to sell clients they're going to have to flip existing people over it's a it's definitely a challenge what's stopping them the government is preventing them from competing i don't know if that's, that this that's not true not what we've been talking no, about
1: no i don't know that, that it's true go try necessarily to start your own
0: power company and see if you can get through I the franchise am board i'm
1: busy with my
0: own 450 free it's they're called franchise boards and their job is to basically keep Businesses out of a given marketplace 855 450 free it's free talk live get eighteen thousand radio stations from around the world pandora opio live 365 and mp3 tunes with c crane cc wi-fi internet radio it's great in any room of the house you can listen to your favorite station stream from back home whether it's another state or another country play free talk lives live streams lrn.fm or your favorite stations if you're not familiar with the Sea Crane company, their products are the best. Get the CC Wi Fi Internet Radio at ccrane.com. C C R A N E.com. This is Free Talk Live. The toll free number is 855 453. The SACL CAI toll free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that uh, we give to you there. So if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can actually participate on the website. I was noticing today that uh, there was, there's been the same news story at the top of the site for the past, I think, at least two or three days. And that was kind of a surprise to me, thinking, well, what's going on? Is the site broken? Because normally there's something fresh up there every single day at freetalklive.com. And the way the site is generated is by your input. So when you find something online that you think is interesting, you can submit it as show prep over at freetalklive.com. It then goes into the upcoming stories uh, queue. And then at that point, the new submitted story has to, to garner a few votes, a few positive votes, in order to be promoted to the front page of the website. And I guess... Maybe somebody just hasn't been voting, or a few people just haven't been voting. Just, I didn't
1: really know much about that Upcoming Stories queue. Uh, before that, I've always gone to the front page, and I figure whatever's near the top of the, the list is what the Maybe be- we need to do stories. a better
0: job of explaining it on the air as to how to actually use the site, uh, because if people don't vote on Upcoming Stories, then nothing ever comes to the, the front
1: page. The fact is, if you go to the Upcoming Stories queue, that's right there at the top of the page, yep. you're the elite Free Talk Live it's
0: listener. It's true. You're really in the 1%. Uh, in that particular case. So you do have to have a, uh, an account on the site in order to vote, but once you're logged pretty in, easy. you can uh, you can vote on things, and then your votes really count, I mean really <laughs> count, towards getting things on the front of the website. So uh, go to freetalklive.com, log in, and click the Upcoming Stories link. It's right up toward the top of the page. Uh, not the very top, but uh, toward the top of all the, the stories, the list of uh, items there. So once again, freetalklive.com, good way to get interactive with other Free talk Live listeners and help uh, promote different interesting things amongst our listening community. Uh, As we go to your phone calls, your thoughts, let's go to Justin in Pennsylvania. Justin, you're on Free Talk Live.
3: Hey, guys. Can you hear me okay?
0: Hey, Justin. Go ahead with your thoughts.
3: Hey, I have an idea about the power situation and a question I'm a little confused about with regards to competition and marketplaces and stuff like that making it better. My idea for the power lines, like the way things are now, you know, there's power poles and power lines everywhere, and they're probably not going away anytime soon. But I saw an experiment uh, a kid did. He was like, no, oh, he's not really a kid. I guess he's 13. And he noticed a pattern in the trees with, the way, with the, way, the way they grew, and he built a little tiny solar model of that ma- mimicking the pattern. And the solar output was like... In the winter, it was about twenty-five, thirty percent greater than like 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 the static flat panels. In the summertime, it was an excess of eighty percent increase in output, just from changing the configuration to match, you know, a tree because a tree grows to optimize its, you know, intake of solar energy because that's how it
0: survives. So you're saying they thinking, the panel you're paying know, you're saying that the actual panel was designed to be like leaves on a tree is what you're saying
3: yeah exactly yeah <clears throat> he he would he would put them in like a a spiral pattern like a branch would have solar leaves on it, so to speak and then the the, the branches would have like a spiral pattern them, and the leaves would also
0: now and when did this output. happen i apologize if they you would already
3: gather more
0: when, Sorry. when did it's, this happen it
3: was a story it was an experiment a kid did uh i about re- two three years ago i read about it and i was like a sci- he just like he he's like a
0: yeah, you know, he, he hikes with his father a lot. It's interesting. So you're you talking about what some of the potential noted, developments could be in uh, a more – Well, they're,
1: they're talking about – I market. mean, there's a company out there now that will apparently lease you solar panels that go on the top of your roof – at the rate that you pay in electrical bills. Um, so, you know, I mean, I, I can't remember what the name of the company is off the top of my yeah. head right now. And they, they use old solar uh, technology that they have a bunch lying around with. They've got a different business model they're trying out and they're expanding, trying to, to pick up the uh, most of the United States. And there's new solar panels coming out that are a lot more efficient. There's paint that generates electricity that you can get, you know, basically paint your house with this thing and then it, uh, you know, generates electricity so there's really a lot of innovations coming out in alternative energy specifically solar i would imagine that if we can you know if if there wasn't if it wasn't such a market that uh, was so difficult to get in and compete in because well you know these uh, electrical companies that work off the grid these big grid companies they've got an advantage in that the the smaller guys kind of squeezed out in a lot of ways if they if people can compete then You'll see a lot of innovations, and probably people will get away from – at some point in the relatively near future, you're going to be able to have power at your house. It's going to be f- essentially free.
0: Yeah, yeah. That'd be sweet. Justin, any other thoughts I mean, you want to share?
3: Thinking, I, mean, the, I was thinking that the poles are there anyhow, and they're kind of naked, most of them, and they're just like in the middle of nothing. There's nothing around them because they've got to be clear for utility workers and all that stuff, and it's like perfect place to put – you know make a solar tree out of it mm. for like backup power in case something like you know something like this happens where the power companies just can't or won't come in in a timely fashion to get the power back on
1: i wonder how many people would stand against it simply because they don't like the ugly uh you know power company. i mean you know yeah. wind has had yeah. this ter- has had a terrible trouble with it people don't want their views messed up
0: same thing with the cell phone towers and such justin thanks for the call and the thoughts i appreciate it at 855-450-FREE that's the sakel cai toll free line uh so you know, Mark, you were talking before about how you were just wondering well couldn't I just start up my own power company if I had the capital and just begin competing in a marketplace And My point was generally, in most places, no, maybe in a very small town, you might be able to do that. Uh, but even in small towns, cell phone companies have incredibly difficult times. Uh, just putting up a tower, just trying to provide a really high demand service well, uh, for the people living there.
1: These local, um, this local stuff that you've been talking about that you, you're a big fan of is these uh, local sort of um, you know meltdown-proof nuclear power plants.
0: I'm not necessarily a fan of it. I just heard about them and they sound neat. You
1: heard about them years ago, and you've been talking about them for for years. I mean, you sound like a fan of them.
0: Oh no, I'll talk about anything that I think is a new development and the area of power I think that
1: nuclear has some real problems with it. I mean, I I guess I'd have to ask you, do you want to be in the house that's right next to the the local nuclear power plant?
0: It would depend on how uh, well sold I was on how safe it is. I mean, newer nuclear technology is way safer than what it was in the 1970s, which is where they basically kept the technology in the power plant world because of federal regulations and state regulations.
1: I mean, there's there's logic and then there's sort of emotion around this. I understand that uh, nuclear power is uh, you know a be- leaps and bounds better
0: than it used You're to be. You're in the fallout zone right now, brother. But I don't I want got to a be heads next up to for it. you. Yeah. You're yeah, in yeah. the you are in the fallout zone. You are in the death zone right now I'm, of I am one, one of the people
1: that they call if Vermont Yankee goes. Yeah. Um you know, I not I'm going to head that direction, not yeah. away from it if there's okay. a problem.
0: So, you know what? <laughs> So You've got to take risks in life, right? And uh, if something seems like it's pretty safe, like if they've been testing these things out for years and they know that there's like all these uh, – there, there are ways they have with new, newer nuclear, larger facilities to where they're pretty much fail-proof, uh, So yeah. as I understand it. And so that technology in a smaller scale, I'm sure, would work fine in a, uh, a tiny reactor. I'm but just again, selling I'm not an no expert.
1: The, nuclear is a bad term when it comes to trying to
0: sell energy. I get what People you're saying. People are scared of it. Yep. They are no doubt about it, and they're scared about things they don't understand. Yep. And I don't claim to understand nuclear at all, uh, but on the other hand, I do know that some people have looked at this and they've said, "Hey, look, this newer nuclear technology—it's much safer than it was in 1970." If the government people would actually allow it to be built, instead of having to keep repairing and re—you know—sort of slowly upgrading these uh, power facilities over time that have existed for decades.
1: I want those people to live the closest to the little plant, which people the people that make those claims it's safe, don't worry, yeah, sure. <laughs> you could build your house next to it one eight five five why
2: does a house have to be right next to it
1: because because there's land there I mean you know because there's not a lot of vacant because land in a lot of like, cities.
2: i, I f- don't know a ton about nuclear power plants, but what I've read they're a lot safer for the employees than coal plants and I mm-hmm. am not scared of nuclear power plants um So that doesn't mean that I want to live right next to it, but I don't see why that means that I have to live right next to it just because I support it.
1: These things are just um, like I don't want to. They're smaller than a home. These unit, these uh, reactors are just they're tiny things, Mm -hmm. and they can power a neighborhood pretty effectively. So you could probably put one in an existing house building or something like that, and you know put it in the basement or something, run it, and it could power the whole uh, the whole neighborhood. I just don't. I just wonder how the people. There are so many busybodies out there. If you if you gave your parents, your, your your next door neighbors, the ability to pick what kind of lawn ornaments you had, they would begin to raise a ruckus because they have been given the right, and I'm using quotation marks, to decide what everybody's lawn ornaments are going to be. They'll then begin to get crazy about lawn ornaments. This is how people are. I lived in a, a deed restricted community, um, and they were they went nuts about somebody putting up of a, a beautiful vinyl fence that was six feet tall
0: by the way i owe a couple guys an apology uh, mark stevens and michael dean were supposed to come on at the beginning of this hour and i totally spaced out uh so we're gonna have a couple special guests here in a moment oh boy uh 855-453 that's the SACL cai toll free line you can of course bring up whatever's on your mind there's been a bit of a uh, talk show spat uh, we'll talk about it coming up Hour two's next why did you move to the shire
2: I moved here to the Shire because there's other people around who take liberty just as seriously as I do.
0: I moved to the Shire because I saw videos of people challenging authority and thought that I could get support myself. It called to me, like, do this right now.
2: I wanted to be around people like me who got it. And once I got here, I knew there was nowhere else that I wanted to be.
5: Immigrating to the Shire was easy. I was instantly plugged into a community of individuals who also care about peace, liberty, and justice and are willing to do something about it.
2: The people here are awesome, loving, and positive. It was for the adventure and for the feeling of something important is happening here. And I just wanted to come to sort of be part of that.
0: Visit ShireSociety.com to read and sign the Shire Society Declaration and learn the reasons why, if you love liberty, you should immigrate to the Shire. Plus, add yourself to the Shire map at ShireSociety.com. That's ShireSociety.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 855-450-FREE. That's the Seiko CAI toll-free line coming up. The latest on the bath salt cannibal or at least that's what he was called Julia's got an update on that story here eight five five four five zero three seven three three and of course we'll take your calls about whatever you want but actually I have to uh, we have to do something a little different on the show here tonight in fact I don't think we've ever done anything quite like this before uh, we're I don't think we're going to be mediating this but there's been a, a bit of a, a spat uh, for lack of a better term between a kerfuffle. Uh, the, for, between a couple of talk show hosts who I both respect and, uh, and I, uh, you know, have a lot of admiration for and appreciation for and, uh, long-time listeners of the show have heard both of these uh, gentlemen on our airwaves at various different times. Uh, one of the two is, uh, Michael Dean with, uh, Freedom Fiends and also the guy who created Guns and Weed, which is a fantastic documentary.
1: Talk show host, movie maker, yeah. author.
0: Uh, And then also uh, we've got Michael. So so Michael Dean is uh, here from freedomfiends.com. And we also have uh, Mark Stevens from Adventures in Legal Land, who is a talk show host and also an author and somebody who also makes videos uh, online as well. And uh, I want to make sure that all the technical sides of things are working. Gentlemen, can you hear us?
6: Hello. Hello, Michael Dean.
7: Yes. uh, Thanks for having me on the show. I can hear everyone
4: fine.
0: Well, fantastic! And uh, Mark, if you could lean in as uh, close to your mic as possible, because Michael is a little bit louder uh, than you are. But we're doing things a little differently here. We don't have you on the phones like we certainly could have done. You you're connected via a much higher quality uh, connection method because you guys are fellow talk show hosts and you have the ability to do that sort of thing. So uh, so welcome aboard. And I have to apologize because I was supposed to have you on at the beginning of the show, and I totally spaced it. So I appreciate you guys being patient enough to uh, to sit here and uh, and wait through the first hour. We've been we've been talking about all these disastrous things and i know you both are supporters of uh, the voluntary society and the idea of humans interacting peacefully with one another uh to achieve more freedom in our lifetime which means we hopefully should have an open market and things like utility services and uh any comments on what we were talking about in the first hour since you had to sit there and listen to the entire thing
6: we couldn't hear the feed oh really i was listening on the feed i, I couldn't um well,
0: that's i was scary.
6: listening on the on another computer but okay. uh i don't know uh I'm in Wyoming. We have a forest fire about 60 miles away from me. The wind has shifted. It's better today, but for the last 2 days I was like having asthma and it was hard to breathe and the cats were sick and, you know, birds were f- falling out of the sky. It was not good.
0: Well, thank goodness you had the government there to uh take care of that forest fire. I'm sure they're doing a crack job of uh cleaning that one up. I don't know. <laughs> so uh the, there was a bit of a controversy I guess uh, between the two of you guys uh, last week and and Michael you know you kind of started it so I don't know if you want to start off here uh, tonight with uh, something you might want to kind of uh, I guess bring our listeners up to speed with what was going on and what you have to say
6: um I've heard Mark show before I listen to LRN just kind of in the background or in the foreground when I'm working you know it's kind of like my own
0: FM that's the little yeah. uh, radio network that I program is kind of a fun yeah. thing
6: I call it L, L uh, NPR for anarchists, because I keep it on the background the same way that, you know, liberals keep NPR on. Uh, So I've heard Mark's show. I've seen his video at Porkfest. Uh, The other day I listened to a show that he did with my friend Jillian, who was arrested for multiple drug felonies in Texas on her way to Porkfest. Right.
0: We talked to Jillian on our show, too.
6: Yep. And uh, Mark was giving her legal advice that I thought was really dangerous. And I got really upset about it. And Wrote an open letter to him. I probably should have gone to him first, but I did it. Just put it out there. And, uh, and I want to apologize to Mark. We got into a bit of a spat on his blog, on his reply. And I said some really not nice things. And I apologize for that. And I do believe that Mark has a good heart and wants to help people.
7: Wow. Well, uh, let's talk about that because I, I don't take that you're genuine at all. Because what you said in the email to me is that you apologize for the tone of your personal attacks. You didn't apologize for the content, Mike. So uh, well, let's discuss the issues here. Because you've, you've already started out mis, missed, uh, you know,
0: mischaracterizing what I did.
7: And so, so I want to examine the issue. Sorry?
0: So I was going to say, Mark, what do you do? What, how is it mischaracterized? Can you clear that up?
7: Yeah. He said I was giving her advice. And do you practice law? I don't practice law, and you know that.
6: Do you give legal advice?
7: No, I don't. As to clients, and let me ask you, why did you not call me? Why didn't you pick up the phone and call, at least as a fellow host on LRN, why didn't you call me first? I don't know. Really? So you were lying when you said that you didn't call when you were on Free Talk Live last week when you told when Mark called uh, Yeah, it was because I wanted it, it to be out there. You but, wanted it to know, be out there, so you lied on know. Free Talk Live? No, let I didn't lie on Free Talk you Live. On I don't Free Talk know. live. <laughs> You said that I, you, didn't, you didn't pick up the phone and call me because you didn't think I would respond to logic. And then you compared me to a rabid dog. That's what I severely apologize for. Let me finish. Right. You, you, did not, you didn't call me a rabid dog. You compared me to one, which is the same literary device that I did with you. I didn't say, and you lied on Free Talk Live and said that I said you work for the FBI. I was comparing you. Three times I compared you to the IRS agent because of your communication style. And because you're on the same network as me and you made an, an unprovoked, un, uh, baseless attack against me, because of that type of communication, I compared you to a Comtel Pro agent. So I didn't accuse you of doing that. You like to twist things and mischaracterize what I say. All right. Hang on now, a second. Jen, can can so I again, jump in
1: here real quick? Mark, uh, here's one thing um, I wonder about this is when you say that you don't give legal advice, your show is called Adventures in Legal Land. And, uh, you know, people call in. It's called, it's the, called the No, no State, State Project. Project. I'm sorry. The No State Project. His book is the, Adventures in the, the book is Adventures in Legal Land. And,
0: and it's a great book.
1: And actually. people call in. Yeah. I've read it uh, actually three times through. And I don't ha- know how many books I've read that many times through. Um, now, uh, very few. Uh, so when people call into your show and they tell you about things that are going on in their cases and you I, I mean, I don't have another term besides advice for what goes on there. I understand that the term legal advice is a loaded term and a legal advice can only be given by a lawyer. And generally they won't do that for free. So what I mean, mm-hmm. l- let's try to characterize as honestly as possible what goes on on your program.
7: Well, what I do is I talk about strategies and I talk about a model that I have used to uncover the truth, okay? And I always give and tell people, and I told Jillian this, and anyone who's heard the interview knows, especially if you've heard the off-air commentary that, or comments that we had that Calvin includes on the podcast that you don't hear live, but I still told her on the air. There's, I'm not telling you what you should do, what you can or cannot do. I'm giving you information, and you can as any, and I tell everybody this. You can... You, you don't take my word for it. Everyone knows the line, guys. It's a tired line. I'm a schmuck from Long Island. I could be a pathological liar. Do not take my word for anything. I'm not a leader, I'm not a guru. Verify everything for yourself and make a more informed decision for yourself. So to say that, that I'm telling people, go out and do this, that's wrong. I will admit that I do uh, what would be considered the unauthorized practice of law when I talk about non- nonviolent noncompliance with the tax code and I tell people that if you want to get to a voluntary society that has to include the non-cooperation with the tax code so if Mike wants to attack me for that let him do it but not for what I'm doing with clients on a day-to-day basis and not for what I do on the show I always tell everyone investigate and verify for yourself Everything I say. Now, before and Michael, I, Michael jumps in here, here on, on that, because hear I've thing. heard
0: you I've heard you say those things like, you know, I, I program the network. Uh, so I've listened to your show often enough. I've listened to both of your shows often enough to hear you say those things, uh, Mark. And uh, I've heard you give uh, disclaimers before. And I've certainly heard you say that you're not a lawyer and know what you want uh, to be a lawyer. And uh, so I've heard all these things, but I, what I understood what Mike, uh, Michael was saying was that the concern is that somebody who tunes in for a 10-minute period, for instance, or 15 minutes in their car when they're going somewhere, they happen to hear the show on the radio, for instance, uh, that uh, they may not necessarily catch those uh, disclaimers. And uh, I guess there's some level of concern as to whether or not that's, uh, that's going to put people at risk f- uh, for following bad, you know, suggestions that they might not totally understand or have had time to really verify.
7: Well I give plenty of details on the show and I I go through it every pretty much every single show and that people I have not wanted to do that but people have told me no you you have to keep doing the show as if someone is just tuning in for the first time and you have to keep repeating it. because I'm right. hearing it every day 6 days a week and I'm not it's so somebody pointed out years ago that I I should be and so I do repeat that I do tell people but if someone's going to take a two-minute segment of my radio show and then just go into court on their
0: own. Yeah, what can you really do? their problem.
7: You can put disclaimers on every five minutes and they could still
0: miss it. I think you make a good point there. And uh, so we can come back with here a little bit more. By the way, Mark's website, uh, markstevens.net, rather. That's M-A-R-C, markstevens.net. More coming up here. Uh, This is Free Talk Live, 855 free.
1: MindThings.com is a fun online game that pits you against people around the world to mine for scarce resources. Do business in a capitalist economy with virtually mined gold tax-free. You could be a trader doing business between cities. A pirate lying in wait for hapless traders. A guard capturing pirates. Or one of nine other professions. It doesn't require a big-time commitment. Your mining robots work whether you're logged in or not. It costs nothing to play, but you can buy bonuses. They even accept bitcoins. Go to MindThings.com. Use coupon code FTL. Double your mining speed. It's free. MindThings.com.
0: is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves here. Toll free at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can also dial in with a question if you have one for our special guests uh, here this evening. It's also unusual that we'll have more than one guest on at a time on Free Talk Live. Uh, but because we've got them connected via a higher quality uh, internet-based connection, it, it makes it a little bit easier to handle having uh, more voices, I think, on the air here. and. So we've got Michael, D, uh, Michael W. Dean from Freedom Fiends, and that's freedomfiends.com, also the director of Guns and Weed, which is a spectacular documentary. Highly recommend you watch it, and I believe it is available for free online. Uh, in addition, uh, we also have Mark Stevens here, who is the author of Adventures in Legal Land, and I believe a book that is too yet uh, or yet to be released Hopefully, we'll hear more about that in the future. And uh, markstevens.net is his site, M-A-R-C. That's markstevens.net. Now, they're both hosts on a, a little internet network that I put together called LRN.FM. And uh, they they host their own shows. And they completely were separate from one another. And uh, I don't think Mark had, had known about uh, Michael because not everybody knows who everybody else is that's on a, a radio network necessarily. And uh, But Michael had heard some of uh, Mark's programs and I guess he was listening via whatever his uh, preferred appliance is. But there are a lot of different ways to tune into uh, internet streams out there. You've got a number of choices. Obviously, mean, you can just pull up a player on your laptop or your home computer. But what if you want to have your favorite internet stream in the kitchen? You're going to bring a laptop into the kitchen, you know, bring out the cutting board, put the laptop down on the counter. It could get splashed with something. It's probably not a good idea to do that. Uh, in my case, I'm using the CC Wi-Fi Internet Radio it's by C-Crane. Ccrane.com is their website. It's a great product where anywhere your Wi-Fi signal goes, this thing can be, and it can receive 18,000 radio stations from all around the world. So, including LRN.FM or the Free Talk Live streams, Pandora, Opio, Live 365, MP3 tunes, you can get all of that with the CC Wi-Fi internet radio, all in one little package that is very conveniently able to be placed anywhere like i said where the wi-fi goes in your home so it's really great go to c excellent quality products from c crane company c c r a n e.com as we bring back our special guests here who are on the uh, the line connected via the internet magic of a program called mumble which i highly recommend for people that want to communicate in high quality uh Guys, uh, there's a, been a bit of a, a conflict between the two of you. I, I always find it sad when people I respect don't get along. Uh, when they don't, you know, when they're at odds with one another, it's it's frustrating for me because you know I, I find myself in the in the middle of a situation which I didn't want to deal with. You know, I didn't. I'd rather be doing other things than than mediating a dispute uh, between talk shows. There are so
1: few of us in the Liberty movement. Uh, you know, it'd be really nice if we could get along and uh, work together more yeah for sure, and but again uh, i don't do very well with my business partner either so but,
0: well, and not everybody can get along and the and the Liberty movement is so large that it 's inevitable that not everybody is going to get along uh, but nonetheless, uh, we did start out with uh michael dean you you issued a, an apology, but it didn't sound like it was the apology um, mark that uh, that you were looking for uh i don 't know who wants to jump in here, but it's it's it 's a frustrating situation i don 't know what to quite do about it. Uh, the, the basically, for our listeners that don't know what we're talking about, uh, Mark Stevens, uh, you you do a, essentially a, a, a show where you assess people's situations uh, in legal land, this crazy court system that, uh, that we have here. And you give some interesting suggestions that can uh, result in, as you said, the truth being uncovered in the courtroom, which means that uh, a lot of cases the judge will uh, be backed into a corner by some of your questions and whatever answer the judge gives ends up making him look like um, – well, a thug or somebody that's up there trying to cover for uh, for violence, and that got you concerned, uh, Michael Dean, because you heard somebody that you knew personally on his show, and you were worried that Mark's uh, tactics were going to get her thrown in a jail cell. And I think you know it's a legitimate concern. Mark Stevens, how would you answer you know the the issue of uh, your suggestions possibly leading someone to jail or to prison? What's the possibility there?
7: Well, I I want to get to that. That's a very important issue, and I want to compare that with what happened with Coplock, and I'm not blaming them for what they did. But they, and the callers, as as, uh, uh, Mike mentioned on his show... The judge already hates her because cop called and hassled them. They directly caused her to be put in solitary confinement, but I don't hear Mike's uh, outrage and open letter about that. So I'm, I'm, I, I, the, the, there's a huge disconnect between his rage against me, his word, and his being incensed and appalled as opposed to somebody who actually damaged her. But I'm not going to let him off the hook. He came on your show last Thursday when Mark asked him why didn't he call me, he said, because I didn't think he could respond to logic. And then he also uh, stated on his blog, he compared me to a rabid dog and he called me delusional. Now I wanna know why he's given one thing on Free Talk Live and saying tonight and then saying something different on his blog and on Free Talk Live last Thursday. And I'm not letting you off the hook on this,
6: Mike. Explain why you're saying different things when it comes to why you didn't call me. Well, yeah, you said you're not letting me off the hook. you wrote me a letter late last night saying this isn't a debate it's you know you almost said it's gonna be a fight and then before- I did not Mike
7: I did not I said <laughs> you, it's not a debate. it's to put the facts
6: on the table so well the facts on and- the table okay, the facts on the table I've apologized. I said some things after the original letter that I regret. I was really livid uh you called me a COINTELPRO, which is basically no, saying didn't. um uh you and you said I sound like. More like a tell pro than a Liberty Person. COINTELPRO agent you, is your lack of evidence. I said your lack – read it again, your lack well, of evidence. evidence. I have evidence. I have evidence. Okay. That's you, you, you're you're focusing on what, the lack of apology.
0: What what evidence? Uh,
6: I mean I think the I'm lack, not of apology. On lack
7: of apology. I'm focusing on your inconsistency, which is this is just one of many. And I uh, let me just say, I was happy to do this on my show, and I waste the time here on Free Talk Live. You didn't want to come on my show, and you wouldn't do it on your show. Oh, I wouldn't. I don't, don't want it. to come on.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't do it ahead. on somebody
6: else's turf either. Frankly, well, but Mark yeah, was willing yeah. to go on Michael's okay, show. As I well. didn't.
1: I I, I was well, only responding to what he had said. The first part. And then the my
6: show part. and Mark's show. Uh, my show has about two thousand listeners. I'm assuming Mark's is you know in that range. How many listeners does Free Talk Live have? Many more.
7: It's it's yeah. That's why that's
6: why I'm, that's why I'm well, here.
7: I didn't, want to put, I didn't want to have, and like
6: Ian mentioned, put
7: this in and in, you know, uh, you know, do this on his show. But you did go on Free Talk Live, and you did lie. And that's what I want to address. I want to know why you have different statements, conflicting statements as
6: to why you didn't call me. I had several reasons why I didn't call you. And I've been really upset about the whole thing. I said some things I didn't mean. Uh, you know, if we can spend, you want to spend two hours going line by line through that? I think the real issue
0: here I is, you, is I, I don't out want to a, spend that kind of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
6: So. I, you know, if you make an apology to somebody and they don't accept it, you've done what you can do. And coercing an apology out of somebody, haranguing an apology out of somebody, even if I give an apology that you like, it's not really an apology. It's like. You know, if the state says to somebody, "I sentence you to apologize in public to this person," is that really an apology? There's no guns here, but you're trying to harangue me into an apology. But it didn't oh, sound, no.
0: Michael. It didn't I, sound like you were apologizing for the original letter, which was pretty I'm not, scathing and pretty. I'm not, you know, and
6: mean. that's the point I want to address. I mean, the letter I basically said I think it is dangerous for him to offer advice in felony, multiple drug felony cases. He didn't really hear hear her facts either. He didn't do much of a pre-interview. He didn't know a lot about it. He didn't know what she was going for. She did not want to grandstand. She wanted to stay out of prison, period. Yeah, I get that, Mike. And you you lied on Free Talk Live. You made it
7: sound, you you gave yourself a little bit of cover. You said, I'm not aware of any felony cases he's had. And I emailed you and Ian the link. And I don't know if you read it, but we had Randy in Idaho who had a felony marijuana possession thrown out. Did you listen to the call? No. Yeah, so I send you the evidence and you dismiss it out of hand because a clock is right twice a day, right?
0: We'll come back with more here uh, in a moment. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. uh, You can bring up whatever's on your mind. And this is Free Talk Live. The three most
1: important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two,
0: It is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want at 855 450 free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features. On the site for free, Uh, so enjoy those. We've got the Shrine of Female listeners, dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of the program. Shrine.freetalklive.com takes you there. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. The Free State Project, your best chance at achieving liberty in your lifetime is to get together with other people that actually understand the ideas of freedom. And as we found out here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, when you get enough people together that love freedom, they don't all get along. And this can be something that turns folks off when they are aware of some of the the drama that can uh, bubble up as a result of human beings having personalities that just don't necessarily gel with one another. And I, you know, I find it frustrating because I'm somebody that I like a lot of people, and I want everybody to get along. And it's it's frustrating when people that I like uh, can't get along, or or don't, or refuse to uh, to get along with one another. And uh, it's just it's just a fact of life, I, you know. To the people that say. Oh, well, you guys, I'm not going to the Free State Project because there's drama. Well, first of all, there's not really that much drama. There's just certain people that don't get along, and sometimes it blows up on Facebook. And uh, and that's just how things are when you put a group of people together that have come together for the sole purpose of working together to achieve liberty. Not everybody agrees with uh, one another on every single issue on lifestyle choices for instance or religion or whatever the you know the differences might be between those folks but do- gosh darn it they're still the best uh, folks and some of the nicest people and the best activists I've ever come across. The
1: New Hampshire's success yeah. um, speaks for itself. If, if somebody wants reasons not to come to New Hampshire I can give them a dozen of them. They yeah it's they, cold. You know, there's, there's all kinds of reasons not to come to New Hampshire.
0: Right. So, yeah, it's just another excuse for somebody that doesn't want to put the effort into achieving liberty in your lifetime. Hey, look, if you want your little Ron Paul meetup group to grow past several hundred people that are interacting on a regular basis, guess what? Not all of them are going to be able to agree uh, either. You're probably going to have drama happen there. And uh, and now it's it's happened on my uh, little internet network, which I use uh, to encourage people to start their own radio stations by doing micro-community, pirate radio, whatever you want to call it. Uh, give them something to, uh, to put on there. LRN.FM is uh, is where you can go to check that out but a couple of the uh, the hosts that we have have been uh, in the bit of in a bit of a tiff uh recently due to some miscommunication or some maybe some uh, poor communication, because I think what we're hearing thus far, Michael W. Dean from freedomfiends.com and uh, Mark Stevens from markstevens.net, that's Mark with a C, uh, stevens.net are here. And, Michael, you had apologized for saying some some nasty things to uh, to Mark earlier, but you didn't apologize for the original letter, which I think was really kind of what set off the, the whole situation. Uh, you did apologize for not uh, coming to Mark personally off the air and off the blogs and uh, and talking to him first. Uh, so there's definitely been some uh, eating of some crow, which I think is is helpful in this case. But I don't know if uh, I don't know if anything's going to be solved by this uh, this conversation tonight. I no, really I
6: think this is going to end up like the Heller decision, where you know the NRA thought it was a victory because there's an individual right to bear arms, and the uh, the Brady campaign thought it was a victory because there were limitations on it. You know, they both took it their own way. I I'm on here in good faith, but I think that's how it's going to end up, regardless with with Mark and I, and with people who like him and like me, and people who. Like me, who thinks sometimes there's value to hiring an attorney. And um, Mark, do you think there's ever a a reason to hire a practicing bar, uh, you know, in the bar attorney? Yeah, no. You've made a call to me, Mike. You would have known that I work with an
7: attorney and I work with a CPA. But you didn't bother to exercise any good faith whatsoever and give me a call. So okay. don't talk to me about good faith. If you want to exercise good faith, just answer the question and don't get into platitudes. Answer the question. Why didn't you call me?
6: I don't know, man. Uh, I did, you know, one th- one Come thing I on, said was... Come on, you like the drama. Okay. That's the answer, All right. right, Michael? A, w- reason, team. And, uh, a reason is I wanted the open letter out there so when people search Mark's name, they'll have this other opinion. I have a question for Mark. Oh, Mark, really? Do you, really? Mark, so do, you you make promises? To... do you make promises really? about no, Mike, uh, performance? Mike, let's
7: get back to this. Let's get back to this. Why did... You, now, you admitted... Mark's steering that the me away. Comp- I will say he-
6: Mark is steering me away from being able to address anything about his, my original thing of his legal advice and whether it's good or not and why i think it's bad i didn't give advice we've already addressed that to be
0: fair we did address that but also mark you did ask him a question (laughs) so i guess fair michael for you to ask uh, mark a question at this point my turn yeah go ahead and ask a question
6: okay uh mark do you make promises of performance do you ever tell someone if you do this in court this will happen Yes, but I do not give
7: a guarantee of success or that they'll win at all. I always tell people it's damage control. So you may be able to get a witness impeached, but that doesn't mean it's, there's going to be any success. And okay, I have a short, I have a short clip,
6: that. I have a short clip of you making a promise to somebody. I'd like to play it.
7: So I think what you're looking for is a change of venue. Yeah. And so a motion to change the venue, it will get it removed from there
6: you're suggesting to Jillian to get a change of venue to apply for a change of venue and you say the, from- yeah. the judge and hates moved from the judge hates her but you said it will get it removed from there you didn't say it might help there's no way to guarantee that you guaranteed that Well, I'd- I did not guarantee that no not
0: That's not a guarantee. Well, first of all, hold on, Michael. I mean, as a Uh, talk show host, you know that when, uh, you know, your break's coming up, the music's playing, you don't always necessarily get every single word in uh, that you might otherwise get in had you had the chance to construct something or a sentence in advance. But Mark's whole thing with me... But, well, but to, but to was, be fair, when you put a change of venue in, you should get the change of venue, but that doesn't always happen, right? And
6: like, Mark argues with judges and with me over the meaning, the exact meaning of words. So I'm arguing with him over the exact meaning of those words that, there. You're,
7: you're, you're taking that out of context again. I don't say what's the exact meaning of the word. When I talk about, with like with uh, John Webb, I said, what is what do you factually mean by the word state or what is the state factually? So there's a difference. And if you don't understand that, Mike, I can't help you. So do you think Jillian should have? Do you think no, Jillian should kind of ask the question, okay. though, Mike? <laughs> All right. Now, why wasn't why didn't you express this outrage to the people who actually caused Jillian damage by having her put in solitary confinement? Where's
6: the public um, outrage? I did them? Uh, yesterday really? on Freedom Fiends. Yeah. on Freedom Fiends yesterday. I said that I thought block should uh, only oh. do that for people that are members of block and understand it's going to happen.
7: So why didn't you do a, uh, a uh, get on free talk live and say how incensed you were and how outraged you were and, co- and start uh, impugning
6: their integrity and their motives? I think that what you did was more dangerous. I think she's powerless over that. You know she has no control over someone calling in, but you contacted her. I know someone put you in touch with her, but you contacted her and said, "I can help you with your court stuff." and you got her on the show, you told her to represent herself. Stand up and ask the judge, who are you working for? And when the judge says, you know, the state or whatever, say, do you think I can get a fair trial? I talked to several attorneys. what What did you say? I was given
7: her examples of what could be done and what has been done. I didn't say you have to do this or you should do this. And I told her that she could make up her own mind. And when I said in, the, in my uh, response to you about the appeal to authority, you always leave the last half off. You called an attorney, but you didn't present any facts, and neither did the attorney present any facts. That is an appeal to an authority when you just get an opinion, but you don't present it based on facts.
0: Well, so what you're you referencing there, Mark, that. Uh, is that Michael Dean contacted a uh, self-proclaimed anarchist attorney, and uh, right. the attorney said that this was really dangerous. What uh, the information was that you were giving to uh, to Jillian, and that's one of the things that probably got Michael even more incensed, was because he took the attorney's uh, you know word at face value that it was more dangerous. Right.
7: But he had, no, he had no evidence of that. This was just an opinion of an attorney. I talked to two other
6: attorneys also, oh, but they don't still want to an go opinion on
7: record. Of, it's still attorneys. of It's just still their opinion. What facts do they have that they can say that in every <clears throat> instance this is going to happen? And they know the cir- the circumstances, and they know for sure it's going to happen. It's their opinion, right?
0: You know they, what I'd like to see happen here? I multiple like to... drug felonies. I'd like uh, I'd like to see Mark Stevens uh, watch Guns and Weed and uh, Michael W. Dean read Adventures in Legal Land. I think that would make. uh, I tried
6: to order it. It's out of uh, it's out of print on Amazon.
7: What's available on my website, and and that's you still not? I gave you an archive, a link of my archive that has Randy from Idaho who got on his own without a lawyer at a prelim got a felony marijuana possession charge thrown out. And you didn't take the time to listen to it. Why don't you tell everybody why when I give you the evidence, you you
6: dismiss it. You don't even consider it. Well, have you gotten felonies dismissed in Texas? That's not the point. You said it you is got
7: the live. You got on Free Talk Live and said I've never gotten a <laughs> felony complaint thrown out. Would you stop? All it All
0: right, boys. Well, you know, I don't think. Like I said, I didn't think anything was really going to come out of this. But uh, ultimately, there's I hope, no
7: good faith on my. College. I hope
0: our listeners will uh, tune into both of you, and I hope that you guys can maybe uh, continue to hash this out on the blog. I'm Freedom not continuing, feeds. man. I'm done. And Mark Stevens Yeah, you, you don't net. have any facts. N a r c s Stevens. Net. More coming up with Free Talk Live in moments.
1: Do you ever have connectivity problems due to poor Wi-Fi reception? I have an amazing solution for you. Sea Crane's Super USB Wi-Fi Antenna 3. It can provide connectivity for up to a mile. We're using it at my house and I can't describe it as anything but stunning. This antenna will change your life. If you're not familiar with the Sea Crane company, their products are the best. I highly endorse the Sea Crane company. Get your Super USB Wi-Fi Antenna at seacrane.com. C C R A N E.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll free number is 855-453. It's the Seiko cai toll free line. one 450 3733 You can join us on our website. Head to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live and LRN.fm, you can go to amp.freetalklive.com to become a Free Talk Live amplifier. Because uh, the LRN.FM is a great way to get other liberty-oriented talk shows out there into other people's ears. Because, you know what? Free Talk Live isn't right for everybody. And neither is Michael Dean with Freedom Fiends. Uh, and neither is uh, Mark Stevens with uh, his show, No State Project. Uh, you know, there's different flavors for different folks. Not everybody's going to gel with, uh, with this program. So that's one of the things I wanted to do with LRN.FM was bring other liberty-minded talk show hosts together into the same place. The same audio location, the same website, and uh, and kind of cross pollinate listeners uh, between between the different shows. So you can go to amp.freetalklive.com, and the amp money that you send in there helps get free talk live to more ears around the the world. We bring more radio stations on board. It also helps uh, promote uh, lrn.fm as well. So you can go to amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up. Use any major credit card uh, through PayPal or use uh, Visa or Mastercard right over on our website at amp.freetalklive. Dot com And we just finished up uh, what, what was an unusual interview on Free Talk Live. Normally, when we've got somebody on the show, it's usually a, a really friendly interview. And, you know, we're asking, you know, sometimes we'll ask some tough questions of some people. It depends on the interview. I mean, we've had different ones over the years. But generally, we have people we like on the air. Uh, but it's rare that the people we like don't like each other. And that's what we just spent the last uh, portion of this hour uh, doing is having a couple of talk show hosts on from LRN.FM that uh, have had a disagreement and I didn't really think that there was going to be a group hug uh, on the air as a result of uh, you know having these guys on because one all of the participants the two guys in this in the question don't live together you know they, they don't live in the same area they're not going to actually encounter and you know, either one of the you know either person on any sort of human basis so there's that disconnect of we're not in the actual same room trying to uh, mediate a situation. There's number 2, they're talk show hosts, which means that uh, you know, you got to have a bit of an ego I think to some extent to uh, to get in behind a, a microphone. How big is your ego? I, how would you compare uh, egos, Mark? Uh, I would say smaller than yours. How about that?
2: <laughs> or isn't
0: that a big ego statement to make a statement like that?
1: <laughs> I'd say you're probably right.
0: <laughs> so, uh so you got the ego factor and uh you know, of course who wants to be wrong? I mean, then there's the na- the natural human tendency of not wanting to be wrong. Articulate
1: people uh, able to defend their positions, uh, you know, attempting not to be wrong about some issue or another. Uh, you know, I think that there's valid critique on, on both, both sides. sides. Um, you know, I... I I don't like the open letter concept. Uh, I, I wish that uh, Michael W. Dean had gone to Mark Stevens first. I can understand where he's coming from when he says that he'd like people to hear another side when they Google uh, Mark Stevens on the internet. Though mm-hmm. I think that that's you know that that's fair. I, Mark Mark Stevens doesn't give it legal advice, but he is good at delivering his. Uh, what assessments? I, I don't know what terminology. I would call them suggestions. Suggestions. I mean, he basically,
0: says this is what I would do, and, and that's not legal advice.
1: You know, I think that these things may work um, in certain circumstances. I would be very, very, very reticent to use them in circumstances, circumstances like a felony case where there's a lot on the line. Now he claims that that it, you know it, ha- it worked with a guy the felony case, but. You know, I've, I've got to say for my personal circumstances, it would be, I, I've watched you attempt to use these. I've attempted to, to use them. And, you know, the judges shut you down
0: all over the place. But I, what I said about Mark Stevens, and I told him this on the phone personally the other day, was that it's never worked for me. That doesn't mean it doesn't work for other people, but what it has worked for is what he intends it to work for. And that is to show the ridiculousness of the system. Agreed. And the uh, the the contradictory factors of one thing—they they say one thing about a fair trial—but then on the other hand, you can get them to admit that they all work for the same. Right. You had during side.
1: your case, during your case, using this method. And by the way, you did not appeal it. And I think this was a—you know—would be a good of that. You know, Mark Stevens handed you an appellate opportunity on a, that's on one a civil of the things power. Mark
0: Stevens does recommend is is that you appeal.
1: But the the judge said in your case that he represented the state. Now, the guy that represents the state is sitting to your left in this circumstance or right, maybe the prosecutor, the prosecutor. And so if the prosecutor represents the state and the judge represents the state, how in the world? I mean, if if the batter is on the side of the Boston Red Sox and the umpire is on the side of the Boston Red Sox, but you work for the Expos, how are you going to get a fair call on your pitch?
0: Exactly, and so I think that's those are the questions that Mark Stevens will ask in a courtroom, and you'll get ridiculous answers, <laughs> and you'll get these guys to They're admit. They're
1: very tough questions. Yeah. I, however, I've, I share Michael Dean's concern about Texas courtrooms, and right. you know. Uh, a girl who perhaps is a young lady, young woman who is perhaps uh, not interested in doing activism, but is interested in having as little trouble as possible. I, I you know, maybe maybe it's the right thing for her. Maybe there's, it's not.
0: There's that chance. And I, you know, if you've if you've read Mark's book, Adventures in Legal Land, he'll say, "Look, this could really upset a judge. These questions could Just going to upset result a judge. In, uh, could result in you still being convicted. But at the very least, you're showing the audience, if there is one in the courtroom, you're showing them." how this whole court system is a huge sham and the idea that it's uh fair in some way is absolutely ludicrous and he he's got it's a brilliant system it's a, it's a great activist system and mark i know, i know that michael was suggesting that maybe this should just be something that is said before each segment of his show like you know follow mark's suggestions if you want to be an activist in court you know because there is still well, that risk uh, I wouldn't let involved. somebody
1: with whom I am in a disagreement with uh, write my um, you know the intro to my show, but yeah, I think that a, a disclaimer isn't something you know too far out of line.
0: No, I don't either, but I think that uh, the the point being that when you're in there, you are being an activist by doing these things. You could go the the typical route, lawyer up. Take a plea deal and make this go away. And maybe that's what Jillian from Stateless Suites, who this is all kind of this controversy has been about, who was arrested for possession of hashish and uh, marijuana on her way to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Maybe that's what she wants. But it doesn't hurt to have other options placed in front of you. And I agree with Mark Stevenson on his point that, look, she's a big girl. She can make a decision for herself as to what sort of legal strategy she wants to— uh, Here's the
1: for. first strategy. If you're going to travel with marijuana, if you're you're going someplace, make it joints so you can eat them.
2: Oh, God. I said that once. I got <clears throat> stopped with marijuana in Virginia once, and um, we said, oh, we got joints. We're just going to eat it. And you just can't eat it that fast. That. Yeah, right. You can't. I mean— and, and and
0: so it If you had a joint you maybe one could if joint. you had a, a water to chase it down yeah. with you could probably yeah, do Yeah maybe it. one But it
2: was like it was there was three of us and we're try you know we just trying it and then eventually like they're coming to the car so you stuff it down somewhere yeah. and then you're screwed by that. cuz they see you jumping around like an yeah, idiot sure, back sure. you know sure so, um, nom nom nom. <laughs> got Apparently, green that doesn't work. In your
1: teeth. <laughs> Apparently, that doesn't work. I just. I get know, what this, you're saying. This isn't my uh, particular issue. So I, I, you know, when it comes down to it, what's I not your issue? The courtroom I, marijuana. Thing? I, I do not travel. Marijuana. I wouldn't travel with marijuana in the. You know what? What? Uh, I certainly. When you, I mean, she drove up on a. Uh, a I would a recommend
2: stop. ladies uh, putting it in your pants before. Like if you can, you know, yeah. like, the dog
1: alerted on the car, and you know, what right. Are you but do? at that
2: point in time, they have the right to search the car. You get out; they're going to pat you down. Right. But are they going to dig around in your, you your know, junk? no, yeah. they're not. Probably not. So if you could safely the tuck it in there the, the somewhere,
1: the dog starts sniffing in your junk, then it might be an issue.
0: Doesn't yeah. seem very likely that that's going to happen. So, uh, so there you go. Eight five five four fifty free. That's the sacl CAI toll free line. It's just a bummer, you know, when people can't get along. It's it's. It's frustrating. It's life. It is but what it, it is. It is what it is, and that's how uh, that's how life goes. People just don't always. I think there's it.
1: value in adversarial conflicts at times. Uh, people can you know come to conclusions, learn things through them, and you know that's that. There are six billion people on the planet. You don't have to like them all.
0: But ultimately, I think this really comes down to buyer beware. I mean, Mark, yeah, you're right. Don't travel with pot, but plenty of people do because they like pot and they're going to travel with it. Uh, But buyer beware when it comes to legal issues. I think that uh, people need to assess what they're being told, whether it's coming from a lawyer or it's coming from Mark Stevens or it's coming from their buddy. They need to look at that. And uh, and look at different options, get different opinions from attorneys because opinions differ between attorneys wildly. In some, cases. There was the oh, sure.
2: Stacey Litz case, which was the li- supposed libertarian girl who uh, ratted out some people when she got caught with marijuana. And according to her, which I find this really hard to believe, her lawyer told her that the only way out was to rat people out.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's <laughs> nonsense. So I that's when it's time to a get second, a second. A lo- an attorney would say that. I mean, you're, the attorney's there to represent the client, and therefore, if he feels he can get the he or she can get the best case through, uh, you know, the client turning states evidence, then that's what the lawyer's going to recommend. Freedom, uh,
2: but this—I uh, would get another lawyer.
0: Yeah, this is not a liberty-minded attorney. You would think that somebody who is liberty-minded in the first place, as Stacey Litz was in this case, she's talking about. She's like a big-time I would think liberty that, activist. I would
1: think that their parents would buy the attorney, and you'd go with whichever one your parents bought.
0: That she would know that that was really bad advice, and that that was going to result in her being a pariah. More coming up: 855-455. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves here. 855 free. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. Here with you this evening is Ian. And Julia. And Mark. And we invite you on over to our website at freetalklive.com, where you can actually control the content of the site. You go to freetalklive.com. And once you're logged in, you can submit show prep to the site, and then the show prep can be voted on. And the way you vote on that upcoming show prep is by clicking on Upcoming Stories on the front page of the site. And it'll present you with all of the recently submitted news pieces and videos and whatever else it is that people put up there. It can be fun stuff, whatever you think our listeners would enjoy. And then all you have to do is read the headline, read the you know summary, and then hit yay or nay on it, whether you like it or not, whether you think it's a good story. and. Uh, or not and the most voted up will make it to the front page in the top of the site meaning more people will see it so go to freetalklive.com you can get interactive there as we go to the phones and still to come here tonight uh the latest on the cannibal who was accused of uh, being on bath salts well we'll find out more about what was going on with that case julia's got an update on it but first max is on the line listening in seabrook new hampshire max you're on free talk live
5: hey how are you guys doing
0: hey just great what's on your mind tonight max
5: uh, I just wanted to give people an update on uh, my case. They've uh, moved my sentencing hearing back to uh, Friday, July 6th. That's this Friday at Rockingham County Courthouse. Now, This is uh, the, this case, is
0: the case, case where you were uh, at your home. There was a party going on that you hadn't necessarily consented to fully. It was roommates. something your roommates had thrown. There were some uh, thug types that showed up and started fighting. Uh, you fired a, a gun into the backyard as a warning shot to into the ground. Yeah, into the ground to uh, calm people down. And uh, for your efforts, which by the way it worked, uh, for your efforts you were rewarded with eight or nine felony charges, and uh, you managed to defeat all but one of them in court. Uh, on and I think you were representing your, yourself in court. You were you did not have an attorney. Uh, and you ended up being found guilty, unfortunately, by this jury, which was ridiculous because you weren't shooting at anyone. There was nobody in your field of vision for you to shoot, uh, and basically, they got you with some kind of crazy discharge of a firearm, right? And it was a felony.
5: Well, basically, I mean, during the middle of the fight, there's a there's a brawl. People are hitting me from in front, front and behind, and and I'm getting shoved and attacked. And and this guy grabs me and pulls me over to the base of the stairwell. And there's a woman hand, holding a an upturned knife and a beer bottle and she's got this hostile look on her face and she says something like i'm going to kill whoever's messing with my boyfriend and it, it, it there's blood all over the floor there's broken glass uh people are yelling and screaming you can't hear people i'm yelling you know stop fighting stop fighting get out of my house get out of my house um and finally i run over to the back door and i i slide the door open and it, it's brightly lit out there and i carefully fire one round into the into the, the backyard and that finally stops the fight. But this gang leader comes and runs at me and tries to wrestle the gun out of my hand. And all these people were let go. And it turned out they all had long, long rap sheets uh, breaking and entering. So when you say they were let go, none of them it.
0: were charged with anything. The police came and they no, charged- only the
5: defense witnesses, only the defense witnesses were arrested, uh, taken to the police station, interrogated, and then had charges filed against them. And all the criminals were let go. And they've gone on to commit all sorts of other crimes, like breaking and entering, drug trafficking, uh, drunk driving, assault and battery, uh, threatening witnesses, all kinds of things. And they've been uh, the, the big thing is the criminals who were in my house who were let go have gone on and and committed all kinds of other you know. Hmm. terrible acts cruelty to animals and had they done like that, that had man. they
1: done that by the time you had your court case which was a couple of months ago i mean were you able to bring that up in the court case hey you know your witness this you know ask the ask asking the witness how many arrests have you had since this incident
5: the prosecutor kept all that um out here's the problem. objection. it's not really it's not related, uh, related to, to the crime
1: at hand uh, well i think well, it is I, related it, it shows the uh it shows the value of the witness, right?
5: Well, that makes sense, but logic may not apply. That kind of thing gets exempted, but the the prosecutor in the case lied continuously during opening, closing, and and just the way she was asking questions. Um,
0: Which uh, which people who've been in court are not unfamiliar with. I mean, prosecutors are notorious for just trying to pad their records with as many convictions as possible. They don't care about uh, getting the right person or doing justice. They just care about getting that conviction, and it's, it's sad because you didn't hurt anybody. No one ever accused you of hurting anybody. No human who wasn't a cop filed a complaint against you, and now you're facing right. three to seven years in prison. Isn't that right? Well, it's, uh,
5: it's uh, six years maximum now because they changed the sentencing, and there's no more minimum to go with it. So as far as I know, it could be a year... Could be a year, you know, stand committed, or it could be a, a year suspended sentence, or they go all the way up for the six years. So you know, you're you just kind know.
0: of you're just kind of hanging out there in limbo. Uh, you were supposed to have a sentencing hearing, but it's been delayed. For what reason?
5: I I had to file a continuance because the the public defender who's handling the sentencing was too busy at the at the original event, and I I filed a motion uh, to set aside the verdict because there wasn't when they. When you act in self defense, they have to prove that you weren't acting in self defense normally. But uh, I had three witnesses looking up the stairwell identifying this woman with the upturned knife. I had four witnesses identifying the guy who charged at me and tried to wrestle the gun from me. Um, They kept out the evidence of the woman later chasing after my housemate with a hatchet, uh, screaming that she was going to kill him for calling the police. Irrelevant. Kept all this evidence out, kept all the criminal records out.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. Well, I hope, uh, I wish you the best. I'm going to be in court on Friday myself, uh, so I, I can't be there to uh, to support you, Max, but I hope some folks will come out, because uh, you're in the Seacoast region in New Hampshire, and we've got Liberty activists all over the place. Do you expect to have a group of folks come out? And, and right. Well,
5: I, I, I sure hope to. It's, uh, for folks, it's Rockingham County Courthouse in Brentwood, and it's a Friday at 10 a.m. in courtroom number Good one. Good luck. I so have to say, to
0: be, uh, Max, most of our listeners obviously can't make it, so we don't. We don't generally like to promote individual, uh, you know, well, court he courts ask courts where it Was, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be out in the sea. Coast but if and, you live
5: in if you live in New Hampshire, um, you can call your state rep. You can write letters to the editor. You can call the governors. What could a state rep do? And, and ask for a pardon.
0: Could a state and rep do I, something? I know like a lot
5: that? of listeners live in New
0: Hampshire. You said call the state rep. Can state reps in New Hampshire uh, work pardons? Can they do that?
5: Um, they can't get a pardon. Only the governor can do a pardon. But in the Ward Bird case, Governor Lynch wouldn't give Ward Bird a pardon. Ward Bird is I a guy who office, uh, who
0: give. brandished a firearm uh, as somebody was, you know, crossing on his property that he didn't uh, didn't
5: like. And she wouldn't leave. Yeah. And there's a controversy as to whether or not he waved the gun at her or not. But it, it was trespassing. All he did was pull the gun out. and That was it. But
0: what happened with Ward Bird? You and said that he couldn't get a pardon.
5: My un, my understanding is he couldn't get a pardon from Governor Lynch, but it went to the. My understanding is it went to the state house and they vacated the sentence, but he still got a felony on his record. Mm. That's what I heard. Mm. So, Interesting. but I, it, I'll be appealing it obviously to the Supreme Court. the The reason is they provided absolutely no evidence contradicting.
0: I hope that uh, I hope they'll let you stay out on appeal. I hope you don't end up getting any prison uh, out of this. Maybe a suspended sentence uh, or something like that. Because it's absolutely outrageous. I mean, do you think the judge is, you know, what's your impression of the judge in this case? Is he or she just a nut job, crazy pro-state person, or do you feel like they could be reasoned with and perhaps, you know, won't go uh, put you uh, put you up against a wall here?
5: He he's pretty reasonable. The judge is Judge Delker. Um, he's a pretty intelligent guy, but um, he worked for the Attorney General's Office under, um under uh, kelly ayotte and kelly ayotte was uh the one who went after ethan vassar ethan vassar was the one who um shot his brother because he had gone out his brother had gone out to the tool shed to
0: grab a weapon or something like that i'm not, so I'm not familiar with that case but a well, lot of these judges oh. have, have been you know shuffled around they've been all over the place uh, prosecutors attorney general's office as you uh, as you mentioned so it'll be a I wish you the best, Max, and uh, and I, I hope it works yeah, out Yeah, I'd like for to you.
1: hear how it, ha- how it turns out.
0: Well, hopefully, uh, if you're not put in a prison cell, you can let us know. Otherwise, hopefully somebody who's there with you will uh, will update our listeners on, on what happened. Because I know that when I was in Superior Court uh, after a jury trial being sentenced – I thought I was going to be able to to say I was going to appeal and be out for 30 days pending the appeal. Yeah, you're, pl- you're
1: making lunch plans with everybody. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they put me
0: right into into jail. So there is that possibility, and I hope that you'll be prepared for it. Uh, you, you pretty much have to be ready to go to, to, to prison <laughs> when you go to sentencing. But I wish you the best, and thanks, Max, for the update at 855 453 That's the Seikles CAI toll-free line. You can bring up what you want. Bath salts. Sounds like some of the people at Max's party or the party that he was at might have been on bath salts because some people have been alleged to have doing some crazy things while on bath salts, including eating another human being. But was that the case? Julia's got an update for us here in moments. 855-450-FREE. control of the airwaves toll free 855 free the SACL CAI toll free line join us on our website head over to freetalklive.com enjoy the features waiting for you there uh, once again freetalklive.com we have the archives that go all the way back to late 2006 you can click and download as many episodes as you would like They are available to you free at freetalklive.com. Plus, there's also our SoundCloud page, which will allow you to – or our SoundCloud account, which will allow you to easily share any episode of Free Talk Live that you would like on your Facebook page or Twitter perhaps on your WordPress blog in a variety of different ways. Just click the share button on whatever episode you want to share with your friends. And whenever you do that, it's really appreciated because the more people you can share Free Talk Live with, the more people will come across the ideas, uh, principled ideas of freedom. So go to freetalklive.com. Click and download whatever you'd like or click over to our SoundCloud page, which is linked to on the left-hand side of uh, freetalklive.com under the listen and share section.
1: I'm looking at my uh, Bitcoin widget here and it's showing Bitcoins being at $6.73 right now in value. And I want you to consider that when I'm telling you this information. Online poker, uh, the market currently is $4.8 billion and online gambling is $30 billion a year. So basically, online gambling is $30 billion a year. That's huge. The market. That's ca- international. Yeah. Um, now, Bitcoins make it, the United States government makes it essentially illegal for companies to, uh, you know, for, for banks to facilitate online gambling. That's correct. I don't think that online gambling is actually illegal, just the banking. I don't maybe. think
0: so, but if you are an online gambling person and you know, you can clarify, feel free at 855 450 free.
1: And lots of com- countries make it very difficult to, you know, get winnings and gambling, gambling winnings and things like that. Bitcoin no one can be involved in your transactions at all most countries don't consider it even to be a currency it's an online currency mm-hmm. but you can use bitcoins which is this digital cash that was created by
0: um you know some these, uh, brilliant programmers yeah,
1: these 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 crypto libertarians on the internet and the so the market cap for bitcoin um if it was if it was just Every gambling dollar on the internet you can use it for doing all kinds of things i 've never gambled with it. I have bought all kinds of things with bitcoins it 's a currency. You can buy things with mm-hmm. it but if you were if it was just used for online gambling for which it is well suited, the market cap for it would be forty three hundred dollars per bitcoin. I just said it was six dollars and seventy three cents.
0: You meaning if Bitcoin's replaced all of the uh, U.S. and all other dollars, go- all governmental all, currencies.
1: All, currency, all money spent on you know the the thirty billion dollars a year that the industry um, you know spent on the industry per year, each Bitcoin would be worth who worth figures that out forty three hundred dollars.
0: Who figures those numbers out?
1: Well, I've got I've got, a, I've got an in here. Somebody's uh, you know the math isn't that difficult. Well, the there, point there, being, there's a though, fixed number of Bitcoins in circulation. True, and but the
0: Bitcoins right. Okay, yes, there are. I see where are only, you're coming what, from. Twenty
1: one million total.
0: But the good news about bitcoins is they are divisible like way, way down way number down. zero yes. so even though there 's a fixed number in theory, you know one bitcoin could end up being that people aren 't spending one bitcoin because they are worth yeah, you know $1, a thousand dollars because
1: whatever. a one bitcoin buys a car at some point,
0: not today right. uh, but at some point that could be the case in which case you 'd be spending point zero zero two bitcoins sure. or whatever. And uh, it's an amazing technology that is making for transactions uh, to be very easily done online without any overseers, without any gatekeepers, without any governments or banks in between. And that means nobody's taking fees from you either. So when you're doing business, you're able to actually pass costs on to the consumer without having to increase them for credit card fees and things like that. That's true. Um,
1: and if you want to get your bitcoins, you can get them through bitinstant.com. You just go there; uh, they'll give you a little code. You can go deposit cash at seven. What was it? Seven hundred thousand locations in the United States, the Soviet Union, or excuse me, Russia. I keep on saying Soviet Union. Brazil.
0: There's WalMarts, Seven Elevens, major banks. Yeah,
2: I have used BitInstant, and it is easy.
0: Fantastic! I'm glad to hear that. Yep. Uh, you know, I love. Also, uh, you don't need a bank account to get cash right. back out either. No.
2: Nope. it's nice.
0: All right, so BitInstant.com, WeUseCoins.org will give you more information about the Bitcoin. If you're a newbie to it and you need to learn about it, trust me, you need to learn about this because it's become more and more oh, you're apparent. going to learn about it. Yeah.
1: You could learn about it today, or you could learn about it in a couple of years, but you're going to learn about Bitcoins because right. they are
0: changing the world. Yeah, do you want to get in on the front end or later on? 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. William is in Dallas. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark.
8: Hey guys, I hope all's going well. Guys, gal,
0: go ahead, William. What's on your mind?
8: I, I, I would think y'all were segueing out of my topic, but I didn't mention get, get gambling. <laughs> uh, it's a perfect uh, segue. Uh, as you know, the government makes it illegal to gamble online and in multiple other locations, other than Vegas or wherever it's approved. Well, is right? that
0: is that that was one of the questions we were asking? Uh, we didn't think it was actually illegal to gamble Just online. Just difficult. That it was just made difficult because they've made the credit card companies—they they've made it a crime for them, for banks and credit card and other financial providers to interact, to interface with uh, processors for the or, or with the uh, the gambling companies.
8: Yeah, but I recall you guys telling a story here not too long ago about the U.S. government going into foreign countries and arresting people for running uh, gambling sites online.
4: That's
0: a good point. There <sighs> I don't was that. It, there were I... stories like that, but.
8: Yeah, I don't know if that means yeah, okay.
0: it's illegal to gamble online. Maybe well, they, Maybe, it, maybe it's it illegal. illegal. I wouldn't doubt it for you know, that yeah, they you know, right. passed that through. I, it know. wouldn't surprise me either. I just don't recall hearing about that.
8: Yeah, yeah. maybe you're right. Maybe they weren't arresting the people in, who were actually doing the gambling. They just seized all the assets. You guys remember this? Yeah. They were seized all the assets of the, uh, the people who were f- facilitating the gambling.
1: They do what they want.
8: But the government, you know, loves gambling apparently because they want to make it illegal for you not to gamble. With Obamacare, don't you agree? Yeah. Because basically, I want a lot of people to understand that health insurance, like any other insurance, is gambling. I mean,
1: how's that? It's uh, playing the, I guess, playing the odds to some extent. You're hoping
0: right? the company stays in business. You mean to? No, to no.
1: You're, you're putting in a certain amount of money towards, uh, you know, in in the hopes of being able to sort of cash out more money in in the future.
0: I hope to never have to use that, uh, that health insurance. I mean, you
1: know, if it made more sense for me to put $150 a month away in a savings account and keep that money into the future, then I would. But I could get cancer mm-hmm. that would cost me a lot more than that amount of money that I put away. Is that I right? Yeah, you're and, that, from.
8: That's, and that's why it's kind of a gamble, because, like, if you're a 20-year-old guy or, or, or woman, you know, you could... Uh, you know, buy health insurance, I don't know, I'm just going to guess $150 a month, maybe right now, you that know, outside of your right. company, it may, maybe more than that, but, you know... Uh, Males are I'm cheaper 100. than
1: females, I can tell you that.
8: Yeah, so so basically, like, if you did that for, say, 20 years until you're about 40, and a lot of average, you know, people don't have a whole lot of r- real problems until, you know, when they get a little older, and some people, my, my dad hasn't had, he's 56, and he hasn't had any serious problem, really. But so you can, if you do 20 years at 150 a month, just use easy numbers. Let's use 100 a month. Uh, what is that? 1,200 a year times 20 is what? 24,000 plus whatever interest you might be able to gain from it, maybe 30. Well, let's just say, yeah, yeah, but we'll just say 24, I guess. Okay. You know, in in, in 20 years, if you got maybe six thousand dollars worth of doctor bills, at the end of 20 years, you've lost. But like you said, uh, Mark, if if you end up with cancer or something. Assuming your uh, medical insurance will cover it, you'll win. Um, yep. M- and, then, and then, of course, you get a bit I of look it, as a,
0: I don't look at it as a win when you get cancer. I mean, I, that's, no, I guess no, it's just not the you, kind you, of same you, kind of gambling I'm used to. Well,
1: it's, it's gambling. Uh, you know, you're know, you gambling against the odds at that point. Somebody's going to take that pool of money.
0: William, thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. By the way, it's interesting. here's a, a website. The FBI's own site claims it is illegal to online gamble in the U.S. Okay. Uh, i give you more details on that here in a moment. Uh, presuming they're telling the truth. 855 450 free. 1 855 450 3733. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up what you want. This is Free Talk
4: Live. It's not easy for an unknown person to get noticed in this busy world. Hello, I'm Brad Ryder. I'm a songwriter and I have a couple of albums, one with a country sound and one that's Christian inspired. I'd like to invite you to visit my Facebook page, facebook.com slash downbearmusic. If you like what you hear, tell your friends. My name's Brad Ryder and my music is at facebook.com slash downbearmusic. And thanks for noticing.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. The toll-free number here for you is 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy all the features on the site. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com. You'll find links to Amazon there. Different Amazons uh, for different countries. U.S., Amazon, U.K., Amazon, Canada, Amazon. Click into the right one for you. Get your shopping taken care of and feel good because you're getting the stuff you want at the great Amazon prices and deals that you're used to. And it's just that Free Talk Live gets a cut when you enter through shop.freetalklive.com. That's shop.freetalklive.com. Now, we were talking about online gambling and whether or not it's illegal as an individual to participate in online gambling because you don't hear stories about people getting arrested for it. At least we haven't. Maybe you do if you're more into the online gambling community. You probably hear them all the time, uh, but they don't make it to us. So maybe you could enlighten us as to, you know, is this happening? Are people getting arrested for online gambling? Because we know that the people that are running the casinos have been targeted by the police. We know that the the government guys have made it illegal for the money people, like the credit card companies and banks, to not do business. So it's, or excuse me, it is illegal for them to do business with online casinos. So we know they've been going after the people with money. Because that's what government does. They're big bullies, and so they're going to pick on the people that, uh, that have money, as opposed to the ones that don't. It's
1: not worth but, picking on ones that don't, right?
0: Yeah, and, uh, so, and in this case, they're doing it in the favor of the existing gambling casinos, so like the, the places in Vegas or Atlantic City. In fact, the FBI even makes that claim here in, uh, in their own article telling you, online gambling, don't roll the dice. If you've ever thought about visiting a cyber casino, here's something you should know. It's illegal to gamble online in the United States. You can go to Vegas. You can go to Atlantic City. You can go to a racetrack. You can go to those places and gamble legally, but don't do it online. It's against the law. That's according to Leslie Bryant, the head of the cybercrime fraud unit at FBI headquarters.
2: That doesn't make any sense. Why? Because why can you gamble some places and not others? And because some places state, gave the
0: money government. Right. The, the, the state has money.
2: legalized gambling, I think, in every state. I mean, every yeah, state in this lotto. country. Yeah,
1: right. Uh, well, you know, they're they protecting uh, monopolies and exist. In, That's you right. know, they, the, the people that they've uh, given license to.
0: Right. These, gam- these casinos but have been doing business for decades. I was
1: talking about uh, bitcoins and you can't the, – the the bitcoins aren't – cash they aren't money so they are in the internet the internet's version of cash but they're not recognized as money by um, you know government agencies
0: right so is so, it considered online gambling I don't in think it, I, terminology? Can't see, I can't
1: see how it would be um,
0: well, and we're not lawyers and we certainly haven't read the law agreed uh, uh, but
1: I do know somebody very well who um, has a has a site um, Satoshi so, dice I I know, I know, I know that there's a site called Satoshi Dice, which uh, gives uh, you know good odds. Mm-hmm. And I know somebody who runs a site. I'm not, I don't know for certain that that person owns Satoshi Dice.
0: You got me? I see. Gotcha. So, um, but I've heard Satoshi Dice is a good place to go if you want to use bitcoins and gamble.
1: So, I mean, you can go on and you can play pe- blackjack or whatever on the internet for you know little uh, ones and zeros that show up on your uh, your screen. So what's the difference when you're playing for Bitcoin, since they're not a currency?
0: Uh, again, I'm not a lawyer, and you aren't I'm either. Not either. So, uh, but I do
1: know in Sarasota, Florida, that they have little businesses that are um, you know, essentially uh, gambling outlets that only give uh, – that you, that you win sort of tickets. and then you can yeah, trade, like Chuck E. Cheese. You can whatever. trade them in for prizes throughout the town. So essentially you can get uh, busy, you know, dinner at a local restaurant and these uh, kind of okay. things. So they're the things that you might spend cash on, but
0: they're not money. But it's not considered Mm. gambling because it's not money. That's right. So according to uh, the FBI's own piece here, they say that means no placing cyber bets on sporting events or in virtual card games. No transferring money electronically for gambling and no wagers in offshore internet casinos, even if you live in the U.S., What's allowed? Some free online games, fantasy leagues, and Indian gaming sites that aren't strictly defined as internet gambling. It's also illegal for businesses to run gambling websites and to solicit online bets. Even companies handling transactions for cyberspace bettors can face federal charges. Cracking down! Our strategy for tackling illegal online gambling as a key enforcement agency is to start with the companies providing the services in the first place. We're going after the people making the money. The owners of these virtual casinos, gaming rooms, and off-track betting parlors, said the FBI spokesbureaucrat. We currently have about a dozen of these cases in motion. And this was five years ago. This was written. One of the biggest came, blah, blah, blah. And then they go on to brag about uh, all the people that they're taking. Two lives they've ruined. Think a little online gambling can't cost you? Don't bet on it. Even if you don't get caught gambling, you could well lose the money you have in an online gambling account if the company faces charges, since the U.S. government seizes assets in these cases whenever possible.
1: Now, this is another interesting thing about bitcoins is you can't they, – they they really – can't tell necessarily where the money came from you have a, a, a cloak of um you can have a cloak you can have yeah. a cloak of uh, anonymity if you do it properly so you know they i don't even know if they can they can't seize these companies bitcoin accounts because they don't have accounts with necessarily with banks banks don't take bitcoins they uh, don't yet. need to
0: maybe someday I don't, I, I, well, I don't. What do you think see. the FDIC would do if some bank wanted to, one of their banks, one of their member banks wanted to actually start taking bitcoins?
1: I don't know. It would be very interesting.
0: So uh, there you have it the uh, U.S. federal government threatening you openly and saying you can't decide to go on a website somewhere and risk a little bit of money because they know what's best for you. And what's best for you is going to the established casinos in Vegas and Atlantic City who have been paying taxes for decades and who have lobbyists, paid lobbyists that uh, line the pockets of politicians because it's it's better for you to lose money to those guys than to lose to the online guys.
1: Sure, when they can keep uh, competition out, they can keep the payouts lower.
0: Let's go to the phones and uh, take your thoughts. Let's talk to Mike listening in California to XM Satellite Radio's America's Talk. Hey, Mike.
9: Hey guys, I wanted to make uh, talk about two different things: Katrina and gambling. But first, uh, with the gambling, the, it makes perfect sense to me that the government doesn't want online gambling because they can't get their cut.
0: Mm, um, it's a lot it harder. Was,
9: it, yeah, what I understand it was these uh, the Indian casinos lobbied their state congressmen to pass the, pass the uh, bills that made online gambling illegal because they were actually feeling the pinch. So many people were doing online gambling but mm. my dad seems to think that the people the amount of people in the parking lot of casinos is a good indicator of how well the economy really is doing and i i drove across new mexico yesterday and every casino i passed uh even the overflow parking lots were full really? and so i think to myself yeah I, I mean how bad is the economy well i mean we hear about certain numbers but how bad is it when when uh, every casino is jam-packed, Good every point. parking stall at a casino.
1: Yeah. And, I don't know. Um, at my house, we kind of, you know, when the when the economy went south, our, our lifestyle changed at the same time. And we kind of went to this, you know, eating at home and uh, not spending nearly as much money in out-of-home food dollar and, you know, just sort of simplifying our lives in several different ways. And we haven't really changed that because it's a fine lifestyle and works for us.
9: Yeah. I understand what you're saying. Uh, the other thing is that uh, when I I was only a driver for a short time when Katrina happened and the company that I worked for allocated 45 trucks to FEMA to use as they, they saw fit. And uh, the government actually lifted the mandates on those drivers and they didn't require them to use logbooks or anything because they, they just let them run. Now, this is the thing that I find interesting about Katrina. I think that that thing with the Astrodome was some kind of a beta test because, you know, the the, uh, uh, what's the branch of the Air Force, the logistic branch that sends tanks and uh, supplies and everything to different places? They can gear up for a war in the Middle East within a few weeks, but they couldn't get a truckload of water to those people? That doesn't make any sense to me. I think that they purposely didn't do that to see how long it would take for people to start acting crazy when they were putting a Sports
1: well, stadium. Now, if the hmm. if okay, if if some uh, lieutenant colonel in Boise was told. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Smith, I want you to get water down to New Orleans, and I want you to do it tomorrow. By uh, you have twelve hours. Well, that would happen, but the you know, the problem with government is that nobody's responsible. So, you know, the local government was gone. The state government thought the feds were going to do it. The, uh, the you know the feds thought the state government was going to do it. Like it just gets this confusing mess. I'm not is sure. Is I... the Occam's
0: Razor when it's the uh, most likely explanation is probably and incompetence true. with the
1: government tends to be the most likely excuse. G- generally, that be. is
0: the case. Mike, thanks for the call and the thoughts. Appreciated. Eight five. 851- 5, free the SACL CAI toll-free line. Plenty of time for your thoughts if you call in next.
1: There's a legendary piece of equipment in the radio world. It's the CC Radio 2. It has the best AM reception, bar none, thanks to their twin-coil ferrite AM antenna. It also has stellar FM reception, plus ham and weather. I recently got one. It's the nicest radio I've ever owned. If you're not familiar with the Sea Crane Company, their products are lauded for their quality by experts the world over. I highly endorse the Sea Crane Company. Get the CC Radio 2 at SeaCrane.com. C C R A N E dot com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. toll free number 855 453. That's 1 855 450 3733. And apparently, Ox- Occam's razor, I uh, misstated what it is. It is a principle urging one to select from among competing hypotheses that which makes the fewest assumptions and thereby offers the simplest explanation of the effect. So it's more. Defined version of what we were talking about before. Thanks to Syphase for sending that our way. 855-450-FREE. Still time for you and your thoughts if you want to call in. We're talking about online gambling and uh, whether or not it is illegal. Uh, Is it illegal when you're using something like Bitcoin, which isn't technically a government-approved currency? What is it then? Is it still considered online gambling? I don't have the answers. I'm not an attorney, but maybe you've got some ideas you want to share with us about your thoughts on the issue? Uh, let's go to Anonymous calling from Ohio. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark.
10: Hey, how's everyone doing tonight? Just
0: great. Go ahead with your thoughts.
10: I just thought I would chime in on uh, this talk about casinos because I recently got hired in a casino in Ohio as a surveillance agent. Okay. So, and it, I'll start off by saying when I first hired in, the training we got made the job seem like it was going to be a lot of fun. Like they taught us how to play all the table games and then they taught us how to cheat at all the table games. So we would know what to look for Mm. because the chips, when they're in the chip trays, there's really no accountability. So that's why a casino will shut down if the surveillance department isn't operating. Um, but now that the training period's over, um, Half my time is taken up doing stuff for the government like what we're like uh, we're taking pictures of people for tax purposes when they win tax uh, amount of money um, the agents, the gaming agents that work for the government, they just have authority to come into our surveillance room whenever they feel like and ask us what we're doing and put us on task and take control of our cameras and
0: wow, man. That's terrible. Um, And that explains something about why online gambling is illegal. I don't know. Did we touch on this aspect? I don't think we did. We were suggesting that part of it is to protect the existing casinos, which is true. I'm sure that's the case. But it's also because they're not going to have an easy time identifying who the winners are online. I mean, if they're coming in there taking photos, if you guys are taking photos of winners for, uh, you know, the government so they can get money, extract uh, some sort of tax on the winnings of the folks at these casinos – I mean, are these guys filling out forms too? Do you have to fill out like an IRS form if you take a big, if there's a big take?
10: Um, I believe it's a W2G.
0: Yeah, how many of the online casinos are uh, requesting that sort of information from their customers?
1: Probably fewer. But the government also can't claim to protect you when it comes to these online. And they, that's what they love to do. They love to wrap themselves in the cloak of, we're protecting you. Yeah. And so the, you know right. these these online casinos, they could be doing anything. Of course, people figure out if they're not winning there, they'll go to another site.
0: And there's reputation. And some online casinos, I imagine, are, I'm just going to suggest, they're probably vetted i would I would bet the better ones are you know they have a third party vetting company come in and vet their software to make sure there's no back doors I'll
1: bet it. they are yeah, yeah,
10: um yeah, and everything in the casino is completely regulated by the state. Um, we have documents, <laughs> state documents, I mean they control the way the games are played, and they control every little aspect you can think of that goes on in there, so wow although it's a private quote unquote private corporation, mhm. I mean, it, it's, they're ran by the state completely.
0: Thanks for sharing, uh, shining a light on that, because I had not heard that aspect of uh, operating a casino. It makes sense, of course. I mean, what, what, is it right. the, it, what business will the state not micromanage if they can possibly get away with it? Uh, Anonymous, thanks for sharing that, and uh, please, feel free to call if you ever had a casino story you want to tell us. Appreciate hearing from you tonight. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. So any other thoughts on casinos, uh, lady and gent? Well, I, you know, I think that people's, you know, I, I don't, I, I'm not much of a gambler.
1: Sometimes if I go, I've never
2: been to a casino.
1: No, I've certainly been to them. Uh, I kind of want to go hung out with uh, Osborne, and Osborne likes casinos. Uh, but, I, you know, t- to me, I've worked hard for my money. I don't like to see it go bye-bye. Um, the last time I went gambling was on a cruise ship, and I won a f- couple hundred dollars above what I walked in with. Uh, you always got to make sure that gamblers, because gamblers, some of them will tell you um, that they've won when they only told you what they won and not how much they lost. Right. So this is a couple hundred dollars above what I walked in with, like 250 it- bucks or something. And actually it was 350 above what I walked in with and i you know lost down to 100 and then i got like a little scared and so i wandered out
0: yeah take it um, if you can
1: and i went and handed it to my wife and but you know these are the sort of situations that just make you that much more convinced i'm good at this and you know
0: <laughs> beginner's luck
1: i don't well i'm not a beginner by any stretch i've played a um you know played my fair share of uh, of, uh, of poker but you know anyway i i i know that these things are set up for for the house to win and it, it bothers me i think that uh, you know you can get lucky at times but i don't like to to see it go away but that doesn't mean that i don't think other people should be able to do this i was on um a boat a cruise ship you know years and years ago with a uh, an older lady who said gambling saved her life really? she um, she said that you know, she didn't have any kids and her husband had just died, you know, a year or so ago or something like that. And she was really depressed. And, you know, she likes to go out and gamble, makes her feel better. Now, it's her money. I don't know where that money is going to go. Could it be spent better? Yes. I could spend her money better. But it's her money and it makes her happy. She lived her life. Her husband worked and she worked. And that's their money. They Everybody
0: wins. She feels happy. The casino operators get her money and uh, win win.
1: Yep, so Even I don't, she's losing, she I would not it. propose to tell, you know, she liked to play the uh, the, the, the slots, but whatever.
0: Uh, I, same thing with the high rollers at these casinos. I mean, these guys come in, lose, 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 and they get treated like royalty, so they must love it, right? Like, they just love the experience of, of being uh, waited on hand and foot, and just, they've got the money to lose, so who cares? Uh, so in other news, by the way, we were going to mention that, uh, Julia, you had an update on the bath salt cannibal. Or right. what, the man that was being called a bath salt user, uh, the guy that was eating the dude's face down in Miami?
2: So this particular article is from MSNBC. Uh, toxicology reports are complete on the body of Rudy Eugene, the infamous Miami face eater, and only one drug showed up in his bloodstream, marijuana, with no bum, trace bum, bum, bum. of MDPV. the They say the active ingredient in bath salts, and that's not accurate, but bath it is one of the things. bath salts, yes. It's
0: mainstream media. What do you <clears throat> right.
2: want? um pot has been known to cause the munchies i hate that joke yeah. i think it's just awful uh i you know i get worse munchies when i drink alcohol okay.
0: mainstream media articles are full of these just bad jokes well they they're just cliche right. at this point it just you, you can almost count on bad cliche marijuana jokes showing up in mainstream uh, right. media pieces right
2: so Uh, Anyway, uh, but could it have triggered Eugene's frenzied near fatal biting attack on the face of a fellow homeless man? At the time of May 26th, uh, doctors said uh, he exhibited paranoid delirium, a hyper excited state induced when a drug overdose increases the body's concentration of adrenaline hormones, essentially sending survival instincts into overdrive. Overdoses of cocaine, amphetamine, bath salts, and LSD have been known to trigger paranoid delirium, but pot? It was definitely wasn't the pot, doctors said. Hmm. Some people have said, well, it must be the marijuana that triggered the behavior. That, in wow, my those opinion, don't know is anything. outrageous. No, they don't. But, you know, well, you went to the hospital once because you were, went crazy on drugs. You've said that before. <laughs> and the doctor and the cops tried to convince me that it could have been the marijuana. marijuana. Yep.
0: I'm pretty sure it was because I stayed up for 48 hours. It was a
2: combination of factors, I'm sure. The staying up, it got worse the longer you
1: stayed up. The the, the um you staying up was uh, you know curiously close to uh, having dropped some LSD, right? Like that in the time frame.
0: Well, right. But it was the problem the next was I, I I decided that time didn't. But exist. But he didn't
1: go to sleep after yes. having done it. So
0: right. Yeah. But the problem is I <laughs> I decided that time didn't exist, which was really. It was a about mistake. dinner time. Yeah. We had but woken you...
2: up early and eaten the drugs, and then about dinner time, he decided time didn't exist. I thought he was joking. Choking. He wasn't choking at all, and he continued to stay up because time did not exist. Do you understand right. that? Like, I
1: could make the decision that time doesn't <laughs> exist, like now, and I'm still going to go to bed um, in a couple of ou- in
0: a few hours. That's like, good. Marcy, maybe you're not <laughs> really the drugs might have had something to do with it. Well, they had something to do with me making that decision, right? Right. But right. it was and, staying up that was the, the problem.
2: The inability to God. sleep. Like,
1: there's like there's no relationship uh, between these two for you.
0: Well, right. Had I not decided that time didn't exist, I probably would have gone to sleep. Okay. And then man. everything would have been fine. Because when you go without sleep, you will go insane.
1: But you made the decision that time didn't exist because you were on the drugs. That's so correct. So the drugs led to... Well,
2: <laughs> on this, I really just wanted to say that outcome because I called this... When this article came out, I said there's no way that bath salts caused this. This guy had psychosis or something like that anyway. And maybe if he's taken drugs, it might have triggered that or something, but... If this isn't going to make me eat faces, and I was right, so that's all.
0: Wait, what's not going to make you eat faces? If
2: I take bath salts, it's not going to make me eat faces, because I'm not a face eater.
0: That's good. <laughs> don't take bath salts, that's It's yes. not a good idea. No, I don't want to. All right. all right. So we are out of time here tonight. Talk about an untested uh, product. Bath salts, brand new. Nobody really knows what they're getting into with that stuff. See you tomorrow night, freetalklive.com. The following edition of the Edgington Post interview series is brought to you by the Free Talk Live Amp program. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier today for as little as three bucks a month. Get perks and help us get on more radio stations and more internet connections at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. And here's Mark.
1: All right. It's another edition of the Edgington Post show here on Free Talk Live. My name is Mark Edge, and you can find Free Talk Live at freetalklive.com. Uh, The Edgington Post Show is an interview series that we do for our podcast listeners. We also uh, cut it up and uh, make it available to other folks to to get in all kinds of different ways. And I have with me today the vice presidential candidate from the Libertarian Party, Judge James Gray. Judge Gray, are you there?
11: I am here, Mark, and it's certainly nice to be with you. And it's always a pleasure to discuss uh, freedom and liberty. Which is actually the soul of the United States of America and what made us great.
1: Excellent. So now, I mean, it's it's heating up to be a quite an election year here. I mean, with the the the, the Supreme Court just handed down a ruling that says that Obamacare's okey okey doke, and maybe that's going to sweep Romney in. Maybe it's not. What? Where does the Libertarian Party fit? Where do you, Where do you fit into this?
11: Well, for heaven's sake, uh, you know, I I, I was shocked. At the, uh, at the Supreme Court decision, at least in its entirety. Uh, it is a tax, but it, I was thinking that they would actually use the Commerce Clause for it. But one way or the other, it's going to really hurt Mr. Obama. Uh, people. You know, he had the Supreme Court came in and said, oh, we're going to strike this down or that down, which I expected, uh, then he could always say, well, folks, you know, I tried and I'm the good guy, but the bad, nasty Supreme Court uh, kept you from having your insurance. But now people are going to see, actually, Mark, how, what a disaster this is, how unworkable, how ridiculously expensive. Uh, and uh, it's going to hurt him at the poll election. And, of course, this is very much like Romney's uh, thing in Massachusetts as well. So the only thing that will recover, will bring back the excellence to our health care system, is Governor Gary Johnson. Bring back competition, allow doctors to practice medicine, have people actually spend their, their own health money uh, they will get and demand value for it, uh, because today, you know, you have third-party pays. Well, sure, I don't mind if you pay lots of money for me. Sure. Uh, and the whole thing just gets nuts, and that's why the cost of healthcare care has gotten so much. Same thing with regard to schools. You know, you have third people, third parties paying the tuition. So what happens? Well, the tuition goes up. Surprise, surprise. So. Only Governor Johnson is the uh, is the answer to this and the Libertarian approach. Now, um,
1: the Libertarian Party, a lot of people seem to be very concerned, uh, that I've been hearing um, this year, about the Libertarian Party. They think that this might be the year the Libertarian Party can really be a spoiler for the Republicans. Um, I mean, do you, is, is that what your concern is? I mean, do you think that the Libertarian Party is going to win this year? Do you think oh. that—
11: there is no question that we are going to take votes away from Mr. Romney. And, uh, you know, I would say that probably 20% of his support is soft. They're just voting against Obama. And they oh, I would say it's more than that. Us. <laughs> but, well, in fact, in fact, you're right. But I would say exactly the same thing with regard to Mr. Obama. Uh, we're probably going to take more votes away from Mr. Obama even than we are Romney. But uh, what we're doing, and, and it doesn't take genius to figure this out, there isn't particularly much difference between Obama and Romney, between the Republicans and the Democrats. You can talk about immigration. You can talk about health care. You can talk certainly about the Patriot Act and the NDAA, all of these various things. Uh, and they are over on one side and we are on the other. Uh, we are in the political mainstream of American voters. Uh, we are both financially responsible and socially tolerant, and you cannot say that about Mr. Obama, and you cannot say that about Mr. Romney. So I honestly think this is exciting, and maybe I'm being unduly optimistic, but I think if we get our 15% polling by the end of September, Mark, uh, that would put us in the presidential debates. There'll be three of them in October for the president, actually one for the vice president, and I cannot wait to be able to debate Mr. Biden. Uh, But uh, if that happens, All bets are off. Uh, People will see that Governor Johnson not only is viable with regard to what he says, but what he actually did as governor of New Mexico. And people crave that message and crave those answers. uh, So that I think we actually have a legitimate chance of winning this election. And when it comes down to it, too, you know, again, and you've heard this before, if you vote for the lesser of two evils, you still end up with evil. Vote for somebody. And people that voted for Governor Johnson. Three years from now, we'll be deeply proud that they did, and I promise you that 60% of the people that did not vote for Governor Johnson three years from now will wish they had. Well, don't let this opportunity slip by. This man is the best, most qualified person to be president of the United States that I know of, and that's why I was so proud to be involved as his running mate and why I'm devoting all my time to this.
1: He's um, been elected to executive office more times than the president has, and uh, at least as often, I don't know how many terms Romney had, I would assume that there were two of them, um, at least as often as Romney, right?
11: Indeed. Uh, He is a known quantity. Uh, I believe, as I said, he is clearly the most qualified person to be president among the three of them. Uh, I think he's the most qualified person to be president that I know of. And I will go so far as to say that I am probably more qualified than uh, either of my other opponents to be vice president. I was a a judge for 25 years. I was a federal prosecutor, probably the only one of the six of us that will have been in the military. Uh, I was in the Peace Corps. I'll be the first uh, nationally elected Peace Corps volunteer. Uh, And you just can't go through 25 years of being a trial court judge without seeing pretty much everything that can go wrong in society. And then you address these things. Uh, I am trained to listen to to evidence, gather evidence, assess credibility, come up with the things that work under the law as well as a practical standpoint, and actually make a decision. I know that that's surprising in today's world, and actually explain what the decision was, so that uh, we work well with people, but we stand on principle. We stand on actually what works, and that is the libertarian philosophy. Uh, Incentives do matter, responsibility actually does matter. Uh, And it works. And, of course, liberty works. Uh, Freedom works. So uh, I'm proud. I'm excited about being involved in this campaign as anything in my life save the birth of my children.
1: Um, Now, when a lot of people are going to say with the liberty, I mean, this is the, the biggest, single biggest problem the Libertarian Party has is the wasted vote syndrome. What are you what do you have to say to people who are concerned about wasting their vote on a Libertarian Party candidate?
11: Well, I just tried to discuss that. Uh, It's the same thing if you vote for the lesser of two eagles, you you still end up with evil. Uh, Wouldn't it be better to vote in favor of someone instead of against someone else? Uh, And it just depends the state as well. I I say in my native state of California, a vote for Romney is a wasted vote. Uh, There is no way that Romney is going to beat Obama in California, but Governor Johnson could. So if you're interested in actually making progress there, vote for Governor Johnson. But what I'm saying now and what we are saying is, look, if, some, if a pollster calls you on the phone, don't hang up, for heaven's sake. Say you're going to support Governor Gary Johnson for president uh, and then get us in the debates. By the way, as you know, there are, only, there are only three parties that will be on the ballot in every state of the union. We, we should be in all 50. It may only be 49. But, but one way or the other, there aren't any other parties that would do that. And What's the hardest We state? are polling well. Excuse me?
1: I'm sorry. What's the hardest state to get on in the union?
11: Uh, we're having a problem in Michigan. We have to actually, and that comes out to be kind of a difficulty, that uh, Governor Johnson at the time of registration was registered as a Republican. I see. Uh, we feel that he, he changed over to libertarian in time. They're saying he didn't, so we're going to have uh, to step in on there otherwise I think we're gonna be okay
1: it's still 40 it's still one state more than the libertarians are on the ballot in in uh, 2008
11: well, you, we're, we're working on these things I, I think there are three kind of up in the air uh, Oklahoma Michigan and and one other uh, that's not really up to me gotcha so we're, we're, we're doing fine and we if we can be a part of the debates uh, we will first of all make the debates more interesting more substantive and we will actually require Obama and Mr. Romney to discuss issues that they flat out do not want to discuss. And we will show people that we have these answers, our approach works, and there really just isn't much difference between the Republicans and the Democrats to the degree mark. And I say this, and I mean it genuinely, that if you are satisfied with the quote-unquote leadership that our country has received in the last 12 years, okay, fine, vote for the Republican or vote for the Democrat. But if you're not the only chance we have to, to make progress away from this is voting for Governor Gary Johnson, and, and I believe that deeply.
1: Now, um, a lot of people are, you know, uh, they've got their d- different issues, so I want to go over some of the, the hot-button issues that are facing folks right now. It sounds to me like you don't like Obamacare much.
11: Oh, it's, it's galloping in the wrong direction. Uh, my wife is a physical therapist, and she comes home almost daily with comments about how the government is messing this up and messing that up. And it's going to only get worse uh, with this Obamacare. Uh, it's simply flat out the wrong way to go. Uh, it's, it's hideously expensive. Uh, it's going to take away uh, competition. It's going to take away excellence in our health care system and we're already away from excellence in our health care system. It's simply the wrong way to go. That's so, why, again, I say that, that the Supreme Court did, Romney, did Obama a disservice because more people are going to realize that this thing flat out just doesn't work.
1: So how much government is a good amount of government in health care?
11: In health In the, the healthcare uh, field, sure. You, you hold people accountable for what they do. Uh, I believe in our civil justice system in many ways. It's, it's overdone, but, but basically it's working. Uh, I believe in upholding contracts, and you need the government to to enforce contracts, contractual agreements in the healthcare industry or anything else. And otherwise, just like with education, get the government out of healthcare. It has no business being in healthcare. Just enforce contracts and hold people accountable for their actions, and then get away from it. Same thing with education.
1: So what about um, the United States, as I understand it, is in, oh, like 130 nations around the world? Um, how many uh, How many of those is a good idea for the United States to be in?
11: You mean you're talking about military reservations or bases? And the answer is, and I don't know the, the, the number, if we need a military base in a foreign country or in our country for our defense, uh, then let's do that. In fact, let's reinforce it if we have to. But, my goodness sakes, uh, to have military bases in 130 or more different countries, we actually have somewhere between 900 and 1,000 foreign bases, depending on how you define a base. Yeah. The answer is, that's stupid. No, let's close them, let's bring them home. And by doing that, we'll make ourselves safer, we'll make our economy stronger, and we'll stop making people so mad at us, too, by the way. Uh, if you look at China today, to my knowledge, China does not have any bases in any foreign countries, maybe except Tibet, you can argue that. But they are trading, and they are trading well. And, Mark, you may have heard that it is pretty much fundamental truism that people don't tend to shoot their customers. You know, nobody is shooting at China. China is doing real well, thank you very much, because they're beating us at our own game. Well, we will withdraw and close those bases, bring them back to the United States, accept the ones that we really need for our security, and uh, we'll do an awful lot better all the way around.
1: So um, immigration, it's a you know, real hot-button issue from uh, people that are coming across the border and breaking laws when they do it to people that are taking our jobs. What, sure. uh, what do what, what, What's the
11: United from States our, to do about I, immigration? I never, I never get upset with undocumented workers. Uh, they are just doing what, what our ancestors did to have a better life for themselves and their families. However... Uh, If the Republicans and Democrats had wanted to fix and and control this system, they would have done it decades ago. They just don't want to. You know, a lot of very strong Republicans like the chief labor and a lot of very strong Democrats like all these people coming into our country that eventually vote for Democrats. What you do, just like what Governor Johnson is saying, you issue work visas fairly liberally, as long as you have a background check and make sure you know that they're not felons or they're able to protect or take care of themselves, etc. Then they come over here and they can use that work visa to come through the border so they don't need the coyotes and they don't need to, to smuggle themselves in. They can get a Social Security card and pay their taxes. They can get a driver's license. They probably go home much more frequently than they are now because they can go back and forth. Yep. And you punish employers that hire people that don't have those visas. And, uh, you know, you're actually more liberal with work visas for people that actually have jobs that we need. But uh, if they can if they can support their families, they can bring their families here, too. Uh, and that's the way you do this, and people will then... This, This thing has gone on for decades, and I'm I'm sympathetic with Arizona and these other states because they're hemorrhaging money. It doesn't cost the federal government much of anything. It's the states, it's the locals, it's the school districts that are just hemorrhaging money, and they have no control over it whatsoever. Well, let's fix that system. The governor and I will, and uh, we will make things an awful lot better for millions of people. This isn't a road to citizenship. You know, we'll do the same thing, although... Frankly with you you know if you're going to apply for a green card or citizenship, you shouldn't have to wait for 10 years to get an answer uh, you know we should we should tighten that up and and uh, people should become citizens then let's let them be citizens if they're so not you, going to be then let's tell them no.
1: How do you make the government more efficient in order to uh, you know make the ins or excuse me ICE uh, bureaucracy more efficient how I mean if we could make government efficient we wouldn't there wouldn't be a libertarian party, right?
11: <laughs> you know, I think that is an oxymoron. You're not going to get government and efficient in the same sentence that I use, except to define them that you can't do it. Uh, but you set up a system that will, in effect, enforce itself, that encourages people to follow the law. Today, of course, it's completely the opposite. And, and hundreds of thousands, millions of people are affirmatively being harmed, uh, and it's just, it's just unconscionable. And I hold the Republicans and Democrats expressly responsible for this disastrous situation.
1: So um, how is it uh, that uh, you're going to have employers be punished for hiring uh, these illegal aliens that for whatever reason can't come in? You know, they, maybe they, they come across the border and they haven't been able to show sufficient uh, money to take care of themselves or they're convicted of some kind of crime in their homeland, be it uh, Mexico, Guatemala, China, whatever that uh, place might be. How are you going to you know, hold employers responsible without creating a giant government bureaucracy that, that uh, stifles small business?
11: You know, I think that if employers see that this is the system and it, it's fair that an awful lot more employers uh, will be able to follow it and won't need any policing. Uh, but you do need to enforce, you know, I believe in having reasonable laws, and I believe in enforcing those laws, and, and you're going to have to do that. Uh, and, and you know, you do and have... Uh, People that that, uh, find these things out, Uh, I don't don't have a magic wand with regard to that. But what you do, you know, if you have this system, today we have so many transactions that are going on underground or under the table, as it were. Uh, If we we make a system that's workable, that's fair, and can be enforced at least uh, more more fairly, people will abide by it. And we will have a lot more uh, transactions above the table than below the table, and everyone, everyone will be better off.
1: So a lot of people are um, one of the critiques about Ron Paul um, during the election, and he's a pretty good uh, libertarian standard bearer, um, although he is no longer um, part of the Libertarian Party. How um, a lot of people have uh, said that basically, you know, it's a great thing that Ron Paul didn't get elected president because he would have had inherited this economy, and nobody can turn this economy around in four years. What's Gary Johnson going to do? to turn the economy around in four years. Is that possible, or is he going to bear the weight of, uh, is he going to be another failed presidency, failed one-term president like uh, Obama?
11: Well, we're certainly not going to go blaming off everybody else like Mr. Obama is. But, you know, it is not easy. This is a fundamental problem that we have. And the first thing you do, and it'll be in two phases, or two, two prongs, but the first thing you do is you realize, as we libertarians do, that for every dollar the federal government now is spending, $0.43 $0.43 cents is borrowed. I mean, no company certainly can do that, no household, and, and simply can no country. So we're going to have to reduce our government spending to the degree that Governor Johnson will submit a balanced budget to Congress that will reduce government spending by 43%. And we're going to hold the feet to the fire of Congress and do it very publicly so that uh, they pass this balanced budget. And bringing federal spending under control will go a long way toward doing that. However, the second prong is as important because you cannot reclaim prosperity uh, without creating jobs. Now, how do you do that? Now, this sounds radical, but it simply is not once people focus on it. We will repeal the income tax. Uh, We will do away with the IRS. And there are going to be so many substantial benefits by doing this. And, of course, we haven't always had the income tax in our country. It's been a fairly recent phenomenon with the 16th Amendment back in know, the early 1900s, so we'll go back to our roots, to Alexander Hamilton, and have a consumption tax uh, at the the retail level only. When we do that, all kinds of good things will happen. First of all, of course, all this money that's now being spent by companies and people uh, to prepare, keep records for their taxes and prepare them, will just be gone. That'll be a tax break before you even compute how many taxes you're paying. Secondly, today we are, of course, punishing people for saving money punishing people for investing money. Those, those savings and investments go toward capitalization of businesses a lot of the time. We will recapitalize a lot of businesses in that direction. That will help. And then, as you know, Mark, our goods and our services, or our, our goods and, and agricultural products today, if we're going to export them, have paid taxes on them before they leave our shores, which has them competing with other goods around the world that have not paid taxes on them. So we have an unfair disadvantage for our exports. We will change that by changing away from the income tax system. And the same thing is true in reverse. The imports that we bring into our country have not paid taxes in many ways, competing against our domestic goods that have. So, again, we will level the playing field. Now, I do a lot of flying, being that I'm in... uh, running for office right now and i was sitting next to a man who's an executive for nike you know the shoe manufacturer and i told him this and he said judge gray if we were to repeal the income tax most companies in our country would bring their manufacturing back to the united states of america imagine the jobs the good paying jobs all the rest that would go with that when this occurs so these are things that are very doable uh... it's a consumption tax And yes, there would be some. It would be an appreciable tax, and I don't know, somewhere maybe between 15 and 20 percent on transactions and services, which is a healthy amount. However, if you get a paycheck, all of the paycheck will will be in your pocket. You know, there's no withholding for federal taxes, no withholding for social security. All of that would come out of the consumption tax, which would be revenue neutral. The government would end up with the same amount of money at the beginning, but it would spur the economy enormously, bring back jobs. These are things that we can and will do, except there are about four groups that I can think of just off the top of my head that would not be in favor of repealing the income tax. Who? Well, certainly tax accountants, tax attorneys, and that's understandable, but uh, we can overcome that. Second, of course, are all those people or are something like, I don't know, 100,000 people that work for the IRS and, and the rest of that, and it costs however many billions of things, i think it's like thirteen twelve billion dollars a year that's money that we would save, but of course they wouldn't like that but we can live with that but the third group is powerful by far who are they it's the members of congress it's those people that vote for tax breaks for their wealthy constituents and then of course the constituents turn around and give them all kinds of campaign contributions and all kinds of other support they don't want to give it up but we'll have to go over their heads and go to the people and say you know something Repealing the income tax is in our best interest, of the people and our country. It may not be in your member of Congress, so if they don't do that, they're not going to vote for this measure. Talk to them personally and tell them we're going to find somebody else that will because we want you to act in our interest, not your own. And the fourth group, of course, is those wealthy constituents and their, their uh, lobbyists who are making money, they've mastered the present system. And I've heard, and, and I probably believe it, that if we were to repeal the income tax, probably 60% of the lobbyists in Washington would be out of business. All of that would be a good thing. So this is what we're committed to, uh, and I'm sure that once people understand this and we go back to our roots and get something much more fair, much more equitable, much less expensive, we will get away from all of this expense of administration and bureaucracy and fraud and just go to something that's very straightforward. And then if you want to decrease... In uh, taxes, we'll know it's be transparent. You know, you reduce it from 17 cents to 16 or something like that. And if for some reason you have to raise taxes, at least it won't be hidden. you will raise it from 17 to 18 cents. I mean, everybody will see what our taxes are. It is a much, much better system. It is a fair, a smart system that Governor Johnson will put in. And we'll do it with the help of the people, contrary to what Congress is doing right now. Judge- so that's what we will do. It'll work, too.
1: Judge Jim Gray, I would uh, love to debate uh, uh, a VAT tax with you as to what uh, value that that actually has, but I do not have the time to do it. Um, If folks want to get involved in your campaign, learn more about your platforms and and things like that, where do they go?
11: Please, uh, garyjohnson2012.com. You can see our website. Uh, We certainly need donations as well. We'll never have the hundreds of millions of dollars that Romney and Obama have, but we will use your money wisely. Uh, We will take out ads showing to people. You know, when you receive all of these glitzy ads through the mail for Obama and Romney, understand that they've been paid for in large part by wealthy constituents who want to pay back at the end of the election. So there's a hook in all of those. Vote Libertarian, and we will respond to you. So GaryJohnson2012.com. Please come visit us, and if you you can uh, communicate with us through there, too, I'd be happy to respond.
1: Thanks for the interview.
11: Well, good luck to us all. It's an exciting time, Mark, and and thanks for standing up for liberty. uh, And and, uh, free talk and live and let live is exactly the way to go. Proud to be with you.